All right, Nutrition Abounds on the Robert Scabell Show. Today, we have uh, James Berry scheduled from Pluck, uh, the great new product that we've been able to integrate into our dietary ingestion habits. And this one's a great one because it's combined with delicious with even more delicious and more nutritious. We got all of that coming. So if you want to learn nutrition today, we got some of that coming up. Also, we're scheduled hour two, the Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham, not the Lindsey Graham from South Carolina, though. Different one. Uh, she's a dynamo. And uh, I met her at one of the, the uh, freedom conferences I attended uh, last year. Great, great gal. We're going to uh, interact with her, see what's going on. Um, obese, overweight, fat kids. There's always been some back in the day when I was growing up, they were far and few between. There weren't many. Now it seems to be the standard. What are they doing for them? Are they target for a drug? Also, the COVID resistance, you were part of it. Do you deserve a Nobel Peace Prize? Would you accept it even if they offered it? We got that as a question. Uh, emulsifiers, food additives. Uh, let's see. Homeopathic hit. It's one of the halides. Just that's your hint. And a comment of the day on an eye disease in a rabbit that I helped somebody out with. That's going to be cool. So stand by for that and a whole lot more. we got two hours of broadcast healing and then a bonus round at robertscottbell.com slash listen. The chat room is open today. We just got the website updated. The chat room is open at the website as well as wherever else you're watching us. Say hi and let's get this healing party started right about now. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty. Here's Robert Scott Bell. Well, we open the show on a subject that is completely boring, middle management. What do I mean by that? Well, your midsection, the management of your midsection. How about that? You got a lot of kids that are tubs of goo nowadays, more so than I remember when we were growing up, Super Don and I in my, you know, Gen X years. Um, this is a, a real issue now to the point where kids that are overweight or obese, morbidly or otherwise, are looked at as a, another potential profit center for the weight loss drug Ozempic, if it was really designed to be that. And of course, when we talk about weight loss here on the Robert Scott Bell show, it's not about the weight. It's about what's in the weight or not in the weight. What's not, what's not in the weight is often the vitamins, minerals, and trace minerals that keep your cellular metabolic function going. What is in the weight is what shouldn't be there. It's the toxins that have accumulated, the bioaccumulation of environmental toxins, heavy metals, pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, GMOs, you name it. And yes, I know that fat and water retention is real, but the reason it happens, it might surprise you if you're new to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Primarily, I argue that it's an adaptive response to a toxic environment and it enters into a body, these toxins, to a body that either can't handle what's coming in or is not designed to handle what's coming in if it's so foreign and not, quote unquote, natural to uh, the world, the planet that we live on. And, and that results in what? An accumulation when we can't bind and detoxify those elements that are not, again, essential trace elements. I mean, I make that distinction here. There are even when we talk about metals, 
realities about metals like, for instance, chromium. Chromium, may, many of you know here on this show, is an essential trace element, so critically essential. If you get it in, in the right form in your food or in 100% whole food form in a supplement, you don't have diabetes. Type 1, of course, becomes an autoimmune issue. It's a little subtle distinction, but an important distinction when we talk about the attack and assault these children receive by injection by going to pediatricians and well baby visits where they become sick babies or not even babies at all anymore. Whereas if you have the chromium coming in, the type 2 diabetes is reversed or it doesn't happen at all. And that includes before the baby arrives, gestational diabetes, a deficiency, abject deficiency of the mineral chromium that the body is giving up to that baby developing in mom. That's where you see this gestational diabetes issue. But you rarely hear about discussions from uh, within the prenatal vitamin world, much less the uh, OBGYN world to say, hey, you know what? We want, we need to get you on that chromium every day so that we can counteract the potential of that drop in chromium precipitously to where your physical body is not functioning fully. And then you end up in, in the in a blood sugar realm being dysregulated. But it's never talked about so simply. You know, this is why when we talk about food as medicine, medicine is food, we'll talk with the founder of Pluck today, uh, James Berry, about how to get minerals that are lacking, sorely lacking in the food supply in a very unique and simple way and a delicious way, in fact, that will not be off-putting for those that want to get off-putting. <laughs> Wait, how did how'd that happen? <laughs> you you want to get on good food, basically, is what I'm saying. Now, I mentioned a metal. Chromium is a metal. If you try to ingest hexavalent chromium, obviously, you know, you, you come back to remember the Julia Roberts film. She was playing Aaron Brockovich, Aaron Brockovich. Uh, that's the wrong form of chromium. So you could take something that is good and essential to your life, convert it and alter it in some synthetic chemical way, processed way, and it becomes at the very least not beneficial at the very most, very detrimental, dangerous, and even cancer causing and we can look at other forms of chromium that man tries to manipulate in, into supplements like chromium picolinate. I know we're, we're diving right into education heavy here, but because this subject is so serious about overweight kids and what they're targeting them for, I'll, I'll show you that in a second. You've got chromium picolinate, which is a, a bound form of chromium that's not normal in nature, where you'd find uh, this substance called picolinic acid which is a cellular waste product. In other words, in the, in the metabolism of your cells, you produce waste. Metab that's called metabolic waste. Now, your body knows what to do with it, but it's waste. You don't, nor, you don't need it. You don't want it anymore. So your body binds, excretes, et cetera, and gets it on out of the body. That's a normal part of detoxification pathways or processes, mostly through the liver, kidneys as well, lymph, other things. Now, you take the chromium molecule that you get and you isolate it and find it and bind it artificially, synthetically to picolinic acid, and you get this amino acid kilo or chromium picolinate, they call it. It was patented by the U.S. government and became a very profitable patent for the dietary supplement industry. And suddenly in the 1990s, I remember when that exploded on the scene, you had doctors pointing out the research, how this was good for uh, energy, metabolism, weight loss, things like that. But it was fractionally active in terms of bioavailability compared to whole food forms. In other words, how would chromium come in in the diet normally? One of those ways I mentioned is, interestingly enough, the sugar cane. 
I think God knew what he was doing when he created sugarcane because it's obviously a high sugar-containing substance in nature, but it contains also the largest amount of chromium. And, you know, in industry, they take that sugarcane and they rip all the minerals that are valuable away, like chromium, and leave you with just the sucrose or, you know, the sugar. And at that point, it becomes a toxic, addictive, you know, form of, of, of uh, yeah, you say a food something, but not in a whole form, not in a whole food form where it contains all of the cofactors, the minerals, et cetera, the trace elements that make it possible for, for the body to utilize and metabolize for the benefit rather than acceleration of weight gain and cellular metabolism corruption. Now, we also know of a trace element. Vanadium plays a role here as well. And the whole food form of this, we get, it's called glucose sugar balance. We get that from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. If you go to choosetobehealthy.com, you can get this supplement and you'll get, you know, one uh, capsule, uh, usually three or four times a day, depending on where you're starting. This would be a, a great thing to target for children even. Yes, I said that, especially those that are overweight or we could go the pharmacological route and destroy their health even further by targeting them for Ozempic. And that's the lead story here that I'm leading into when we talk about diet and minerals as opposed to drugs. D does any child who's, who happens to be overweight and obese suffer from an Ozempic deficiency? Does any adult, for that matter, who's obese and can't lose weight? Check out this article at Zero Hedge. America's fat kids are now in Ozempic marketers' crosshairs. It's just another market for them, this blockbuster drug that does cause people to rapidly lose weight, but at an extraordinarily high cost. We've talked about Ozempic face, Ozempic butt, the locking down of your GI tract where it no longer moves things through. It's bad enough when I was a kid hospitalized for constipation. That was well before Ozempic. Because of the destruction of motility within my GI tract, the consumption of artificially flavored and colored and foods. I mean, it was Fruit Loops. It was Count Chocula. It was Frankenberry. It was a horror story in terms of the food that we chose because I was part of a family that didn't have a history of food knowledge. Like many in America, we didn't know. And we just went with whatever was on the, you know, the shelves, the bright, new, shiny things, the commercials they were selling us with our Saturday morning cartoons. For those of you who remember when it was only Saturday morning when you could watch cartoons. And so I followed right into that. We ate that food and I was not obese. That wasn't my metabolic response. But various organs and organ systems became compromised, inflammatory cascades in my body. But some kids have a body type that lends itself that way. The adaptation response is, let's retain water and fat and dilute this toxic burden. Never mind the minerals that aren't present that will allow us to metabolize and detoxify. By the way, chromium plays a role in liver detoxification processes as well as, of course, selenium. Selenium critical for the conversion of glutathione to the peroxidase, the active form. So as we see this article targeting children or really the parents of these children or the doctors themselves, but Ozempic, not just for fat adults, but now for chunky kids too. And at what cost? What would be the devastating impact? We've seen the devastating impact on adults. Are you willing to turn your children over to this drug? Now, some are so desperate that they probably will be willing to do that. Because there is no knowledge base in 
modern medicine through their medical school curricula, Flexner Report 1910 on forward, to discuss the nutritional deficiencies resulting in metabolic aberrations resulting in obesity, for instance, or the promotion of detoxification of the liver. Largely laughed at and discarded, any doctor who would talk about supporting detoxification on a regular basis would be denigrated by the skeptics or drummed out of his profession or profession, license law simply because they were practicing what they called, it's not the standard of care, right? The standard of care is to poison people back to health, which is an absurdity. To excel in care like our dearly departed friend, uh, well, gosh, thinking about Dr. Batar how he practiced what we called advanced, he called advanced medicine. It's like, why would you want to do standard of care when people are becoming sick and dying from it? He would do advanced medicine. I would say advanced medicine would be inclusive of what? Detoxification support, mineral replenishment, et cetera. What could we see happening to these kids? Probably everything we've seen happen to the adults on Ozempic times 10, these smaller bodies. And I know that there's a desperate or a desperation associated with kids that are severely overweight. Some will say, well, it's a glandular issue. Interestingly enough, the homeopathic kit of the day addresses an issue of glandular, uh, a remedy that works on the glands, one of the halides in homeopathic form. We'll get to that. But even if we say it's a glandular issue, we ought to acknowledge why aren't the glands functioning properly? Same darn reasons I've just mentioned. Nutrient, mineral deficiencies, toxicological burdens, manifesting in that body that way and in that body that way. Everybody's different. And they go, plausible deniability, Robert. It doesn't happen the same way in everybody, so it can't be the cause, right? They have to isolate it down to one cause, one symptom. That's not how it works in the real world. That's not how it works with real metabolism and bioindividuality. We all need vitamins, minerals, or trace minerals. And a lot of them are not available in most of the foods we eat because the foods we eat have been just diminished in their mineral presence content because the, the soils have been so depleted. So where do we go to get the food that would really nourish us? Is it going to be synthesized? We talked yesterday briefly about medical foods, and then you read the ingredients of these medical foods. They try to take something from nature and go, yeah, we need omega-3 essential fats. Then let's add this other stuff, which is a bunch of synthetic garbage, things you would not eat or put on your skin. But we have devolved far, far away from the natural order of the universe in, I'd say, the United States of America, but the whole Western world has been corrupted. There are some cultures in the Western world, like in Europe, like France, Italy, don't mess with their food, where they'll rise up. The farmers will rise up. But we are so young as a country, we adopted better living through synthetic chemistry and then went factory farming on steroids in the 20th and 21st century. And then if you push back and we go, I want to grow food at home, which I do, many of you do as well, you see reports coming out that, oh, this is devastating for global warming or climate change. As if factory farms do little or nothing, you know, as far as a negative consequence to the environment. I mean, the absurdity knows no limitations. Trying to lock you down and make you eat bugs or bug paste is where they want you to go. Now, as I transition into this, uh, this topic further. What did our ancestors eat? Pardon me. uh, I'm not meaning to offend vegans in our audience. If you're doing well on a vegan diet, knock yourself out. I love you. I appreciate you, but just pay attention to your body. If ever it doesn't pay you back and fold in terms of the diet you think is ideal for you, just pay attention and say, Hey, am I getting the things I need? 
from this diet. And some of you are knowledgeable enough to, to supplement and navigate that. Not everybody is. But for the most part, if you look back at our ancestry, when they ate animals, it wasn't primarily just muscle meat, the muscles. In fact, it was the organs. And now people are grossed out by that liver, kidneys, different organs that they would eat. But that's where in nature you find the top level apex predators when they kill another animal for food. Do they eat the muscle? No, they leave that for the scavengers. They go right to the vital organs, but many of you are repulsed by eating them. So there's got to be a way to get those things in. Now, if you start kids young, like I'll, I'll give the example of uh, um, the paleocardiologist, Jack Wolfson and family. They, I mean, they raise their kids in a way that's far different from most of us in the West where they hunt and they got all of that stuff and liver is part of the day and th the kids just love it. Most of you can't, can't say that. I probably can't say that. So what can we do? to get the food that contains the minerals. Like I've talked extensively about copper deficiency. You know, this is why I'm doing the sovereign copper because it's, you know, in a, in a bioavailable form that doesn't require really digestion, just assimilation. But if you want copper from a dietary source, one of the greatest sources are these organ meats, particularly liver. So we're going to find out the backstory of how he figured this out and how he's provided this thing called pluck to us. I've introduced this to you over the past month or so. I don't know. Super Don has it. I just got my order in. Super Don maybe sent out. I don't know if he sent out the picture yet, but we showed it once. But we talk about getting a nutrient-rich, dense ability to make food taste better, delicious on anything, and the combination and all of that with this pluck. We're going to learn about it today because we got the founder, James Barry, on with us right now. James, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. I am so excited about this discussion. Well, nutrition is something that, uh, you know, it's, it's the essence of everything yet so far removed from our Western allopathic mindset where it's kind of given, you know, kind of lip, we pay lip service to it, but then, then they, then they, they supplement and it's usually toxic to some degree, less toxic than some things, but synthetic. And what you've done is brought the essence of nutrition in a historical and, and uh, I mean, me, I don't know if it's a paleo sense, but brought it in a way that anybody can access it without the ick or gross factor. Yeah, that, that is the goal. I mean, that's really my mission here is, uh, you know, I started out as a chef over 20 years ago. I was cooking for celebrities. Uh, many people would know Tom Cruise, George Clooney. I mean, big, big, big names. And I wasn't even giving them organ meats then. Cause I, I knew about it. I knew organs were important, but I was, I just, I don't know. I wasn't eating them myself. You know I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't doing it myself. And I usually, you know, try to walk my own talk. So if I'm not eating them, I'm usually not cooking up for clients. Um, and it wasn't until I had kids that I really started to dig in, dig deep and go, you know what, this is important. I want, I want my kids to be as healthy as possible. And to your point, I want them to be getting those nutrients from real food as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's when I had to, you know, rethink what I was doing here. And I was like, I, I, I recognized organ meats, as you said, they are the most nutrient dense food on the planet. They're also the most bioavailable, meaning it's the easiest for to, us to capture the vitamins and minerals from this food. And I wasn't eating them. So that that's where I, 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 I really set out to uh, solve that problem of, as you mentioned, the ick factor, the sourcing factor. Mm -hmm. A lot of people still don't know where to source them, particularly, you know, 100% grass fed, grass finished, uh, pastured. Mm -hmm. And then the third one, which is a biggie nowadays, is just knowing how to cook them. Most people, we've lost the art of cooking them. And I get it. I mean, I'm a parent. Um, 
I'm a, yes, I'm a chef, but overall, I'm a parent. I'm an entrepreneur. I get it. We don't have time. We, you know, we, we don't have time for another habit that we have to adopt. Right? It's it's just it's 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 uncanny how we have everything is more expensive, so we have to work harder, you know, or smarter, whichever whichever you can do first. Um, but either way, you got to make more money because food is is astronomical these days. How much I go into store, I get four things. It's a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. What the hell is going on here? You know, what is going on? Well, here? the food is like, the food is crazy. devoid of minerals. The money is devoid of value. <laughs> you know, I've said that many times over the years are we eat like or we utilize money like we eat. We eat empty calories and we're using money that contains no real essential value other than the acceptance via fiat or, mon- or mandate. So, uh, I, you know, I encourage people to go back to gold and silver and other means of exchange as well, just like we're talking about going back to food that is rife with all of the elements that are needed for, you know, vital health, much less as I open this, the show with obesity in children. You've heard, uh, you know, talking about America, most overfed, uh, fed, undernourished people on planet Earth. Right. We got all the calories we can access, the cheapest stuff ever subsidized. You can't mention or, or pronounce what's in it, but we'll eat it and wonder, you know, why are we getting so fat? Why are we so sick at the same time? Yeah, well, ancestrally, so nutrition was always or fl- flavor, I should say, it was always attached to nutrition. So back in the day, if you if you found something in nature that had flavor, that usually meant it had nutrition. So we would find things that were flavorful. We'd eat them. And our bodies would tell us when to stop because we were getting a nutrition that was sustaining mm-hmm. us. Well, now we've been manipulated. You know, you go and you buy something in a grocery store, it has tons of flavor, but it has zero <laughs> nutrition. So your body doesn't know how to stop. So you just keep eating it. Where, where, when's that nutrition coming? Where, how, uh, when is my body going to tell me to stop eating these cookies, these chips, this bar, whatever it is? And it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I mean, how many lawsuits are now happening where they're like, Hey, you're advertising. This has strawberries in it and doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. It just, it just has a strawberry flavoring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Now you're uh super Don is telling us that you're, you're getting close to your microphone. So it's popping your peas. You know how that goes on the microphone. Oh, okay. By the way, we, we love the celebrity uh, chef shows like uh guy Fieri has put, put made made chefs like rock stars and, 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 you know, boxers, it's kind of crazy, but it's fascinating how much creativity can go into a meal, you know, as opposed to the way we've grown up in the West, much of America, unless you were a chef, you just like, you know, whatever, just throw it in, let's eat it and get it out. But I mean, there's such a, an art to really making things taste good today because a lot of the food is not tasty because it's not been grown properly. And as I've interviewed chefs over the years, and I mean, mostly off the air, just talking to chefs because I'm fascinated by it. Many of the chefs I met that are really high level, they would always choose organic. And it wasn't for them a health thing. It was because the food tasted like food as opposed to the chemically grown. And and of course, we're going to talk about the pluck and how you choose the, the animals that are grass-fed, grass-finished, pastured, all of that, that goes along lines with the way food used to all be. Yeah, absolutely. There's a great quote out there by a, a European chef who said, you know, uh, making really good food, 85% of it is just sourcing. It's just picking food that's ripe, that's flavorful uh, at the specific time. So I highly agree. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, as we mentioned, organ meats being the most nutritious uh, food out there, it was really about how, how do we ga- capture that? And to your point, yes, high quality, you know, um, you can get nutrients from conventional cows, but I'm, I'm a big fan of if you're going to be eating meat, then I want to make sure that that cow, the health of that cow, because we are what we eat, eat, right? A lot of people stop at that. We are what we eat, mm-hmm. but we're also what we eat. Right. Eat. 
and we're, we also are, or what we eat, how they live, how they, how, how they exist. We are that as well. So anyone that hunts knows, knows this, right? If you, if you shoot an animal, uh, and it's startled, you're going to, you're going to have the meat's going to taste different, right? Cause the adrenaline of the animal is going to be in the meat. So the, the more calm, the, the more, uh, the, the best life that that animal can live, that's going to be, that energy is in the meat. You're, yeah, you're so, going to a next level, and I appreciate that very much. I, was, I mentioned my buddy Jack Wolfson and his wife Heather and their kids. That's what they're doing. Absolutely, and, and, yeah. And taking it back to the honoring, you know, almost, you know, like a mythical Native American in, or American Indian kind of concept of appreciating, you know, when you're going for the hunt, you, you really acknowledged and were grateful for everything. You used every bit of the animal. And, you know, we've gotten to such a consumer-based society. We are so removed from the production of any of our food. If you don't grow any of it, of course, many people don't still, but much less when we get into the animal, uh, you know, side of things, many people, in fact, would become vegetarian if they had to actually kill their own animals. I recognize that. But those that recognize that circle of life, that there is a way to honor and do it properly. And that will benefit beyond just the nutrient value that we're talking about, which is where you're going. Absolutely. I believe that the best way to honor the animal and to uh, save your uh, budget is to eat whole animal. Um, you know, it's something about 40% of the animal. When we, when we butcher an animal, about 40% of it just gets basically wasted. It's considered not for human consumption. It goes to either pet food or sometimes it literally gets thrown away. So um, the best thing you could do, not only for the environment, for your own health, is you start eating whole animal. But as we're talking about, how do we do that, right? So because eating some of these foods is either not built into our uh, our foods. When you go out to eat, they're, they're not even available. And then a lot of us don't know how to do it. So that's why I created Pluck. So Pluck is five organs. It's liver, heart, beef, liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and pancreas. And each of those organs has their own benefits. Uh, there's this concept of like supports like. So if you're eating heart, for example, it's going to support your heart because it has it's high in CoQ10, which is anyone that's taking supplements for their cardiovascular health, it probably has CoQ10 in it. Uh, liver, high in vitamin A, high in iron. Uh, each, each of these organs have their benefits. And uh, the pancreas is one that's really cool because it has natural enzymes, right? That's something a lot of people probably hear a lot is like, oh, we're not digesting our food very well. Well, guess what? You eat some pancreas and it's going to support the digestion of whatever else you're eating. So it's pretty cool when you utilize these, these organs. And so what I did was I took those organs in freeze-dried powder form. So the same form you're, you're getting when you take a supplement, you know, in a capsule. But I combined them with spices and herbs so that you could just sprinkle it on your food as a seasoning. And what's really, uh, what's really special about it mm -hmm. is that it, it's not only giving you more nutrition. So you're microdosing in a sense, you're getting more nutrition with everything you sprinkle it on, mm -hmm. but you're also getting more flavor because the organ meats have this beautiful umami and umami is our fifth unique taste or, or yeah, our fifth. So basically we have salt, sweet, salty, sweet. We have sour and bitter. And umami is one that they discovered in Japan, Japan in like the eighties. And it basically is savory. It's kind of meaty. And they, the industry knows that umami is special. They know that it's a unique flavor. If we add it to our foods, it's going to make people not only want to eat more of the food, but just want to eat the food. And they know that. And so they put it in food as MSG. That's, that's the umami you're going to see a lot in packaged foods, but we're doing it from organ meats. 
I got to pause there because, yeah, you're right. They're hitting it. And it's like, why are some of these processed foods so addictive? And, you know, there are a lot of different names for MSG. They don't even put MSG as the label anymore. But monosodium glutamate, as we knew it, it's a, it's a what we call an excitotoxin. It yeah. hyperstimulates a nerve neuron firing, so it can destroy nerves. I mean, it's not good, but you you are never satiated ultimately with that. And it's not the same, even though it falls into that category you mentioned of umami. You know, that's another thing that you you hear about. You're like, oh, that sounds really cool. What is that? You explained it well, going back into that other aspect of what drives us or draws us into food that makes us. I really like that. I even make maybe crave that. And I think that when we're healthy, we will crave healthy foods. When we are not healthy, we end up craving the things that are not, as you point out, fulfilling or sustaining, even though, you know, we'll eat a lot of it. We're never satiated. So there's a significant difference between that artificial umami and what we're talking about and what you've, uh, I guess, desiccated, freeze dried, whatever, and added. And we'll talk more about what pluck is as we go here. But I, I'm, I'm loving this backstory. Yeah, it's 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 kind of amazing. Um, now here in, in America, we really skew salty sweet, right? Uh, that's that's the predominant American standard diet. So that's why you know I'm always telling parents, for example, if you ever are dealing with a picky eating kid, one of the ways to start to get them to be more adventurous. Well, we get feedback actually when they use pluck. When you start adding pluck to their food, they start to get more adventurous. But here's why. It's because you just need to add the other flavors to their food. So if most of your food is salty sweet, then you add a little bitter, you add a little sour, you add a little mommy, just slowly, just like you would with dog food. If you were changing a dog's diet, you're not going to go all in with the new, new food. You're going to ease it in. You're going to gradually put in the new food, gradually pull out the old food. And you do that same with the child's diet and you start to expose their palate. A lot of people don't realize this. So when I talk about about the palate, I'm talking about the flavors we desire, you know, the things that we're acclimated to. And um, a lot of people don't realize that the the, str the strength of the palate, how, how much the palate dictates our food choices. And if you just manipulate that palate a little bit, like remove ultra sweet foods, start putting in some more savory foods, things like that, just kind of offset it. Uh, like sour, let's, let's establish, well, what are some sour, bitter foods? So sour might be cultured vegetables, pickles, um, um, they can sometimes also be bitter during the winter. We see a lot of bitter greens at the markets, you know, the farmer's markets. So arugula, um, there's some other gr bitter greens as well, mustard greens, things like that. So start to just ease those things into the child's diet and your own diet. And you'll literally see them start to transform. It's amazing. Dude. Now, how, how far into your career as a chef, you know, as you talked about not knowing about this back in the day when you're a celebrity chef, if I can call it that, you're you're feeding some of the, you know, the, the movie stars, et cetera. At what point did you say, okay, I missed this part of it, but then I also now want to take that and make that my mission, right? Not just identify and start using it. Yeah, well, I was always focusing on taking comfort foods because I recognize as humans, that's what we gravitate towards. You know, I think, uh, I, I think any kind of you know, what we experienced three years ago, I mean, what, what happened, you know, alcohol sales went up, uh, drug use went up, uh, sugar use went up, baking, you know, all these things that are our comfort foods and these things that kind of numb us emotionally, all those things increased and all the health paradigms, health habits, they all went out the door for, for the most part, for most people, people gained a lot of weight. And uh, that's because we're human, right? We gravitate toward comfort foods. And I recognized that 20 years ago. And so I, I immediately was like, look, I don't, I don't really care if I know how to make foie gras. 
that's not going to help the world. What I want to do is I want to truly help move someone's health needle. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to take something that is the comfort food. So it has a texture of their comfort foods. It might be, um, it might be fluffy. It might be crispy. You know, it's going to, it's going to capture that, that texture. It's going to capture a flavor that people like, but it's going to be made with healthy whole food ingredients. And so I was already doing that. What I wasn't doing much of was adding organ meats to the food I was making. And nowadays what I do is I always like, well, I, I use pluck in my family and I always recommend that as the gateway. You know, that's your first step because it's so easy. I mean, you, if you can salt it, you can pluck it, right? It's, it, you, you literally use it just like a seasoning, but you, I don't want you to stop there. Cause I'm not, I'm not just about trying to sell my product. I truly believe exactly what you said, which is if we get people feeling healthy, then we get people treating each other differently and now, you know, better. And now we have a, we have a better world because if I can get you feeling better in your body, it changes everything, everything, your outlook on life, how you treat people, the, yeah. the, the, what you attract into your life, how you, the, the output that you, you, that you provide to the world, like you can do more when you feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's my mission. So I always recommend, okay, so next step. So if plucks the gateway in the first stage, second stage would be, uh, just buying ground meats that already have the organ meats in it. And there's lots of them out there. You usually find them in the freezer section. But if you don't, you can make your own. You can go to the the, the rancher or the farmer's market and get some liver yourself. And then what I do is I just tell people leave it frozen because that's what it gets. It only gets overwhelming when it's defrosted. Mm-hmm. If it's frozen, it's just a, it's like a brick. It's just, you yeah. know, there's, there's nothing to it. So then what you do is you take that liver and you just grate it on a box grater. You just grate it right into that ground meat. You just use a little bit, a little goes a long way. So, you know, a couple of tablespoons to a pound of meat. Well, you know? it's not going to significantly alter the the flavor for someone that would suddenly be revulsed by it because they're not used to it. You, you know, don't, you're gradually, you generally bring it up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, and a little bit goes, goes, goes a long way considering how nutrient deficient we are and how nutrient dense that is. Uh, so to your point, you're providing a, a really nice on-ramp, uh, you know, that is doable for anybody to kind of slowly integrate these things. Absolutely. It really is true. A little goes when we are deficient as we are. I mean, it's something like 94 percent of Americans are deficient in in one or more nutrients. And, and as you mentioned early on, but we're not calorie deficient. So it's all about the food choices we're making. So if I can get you to just add a little bit of goodness, a little bit of health to the, the, the foods you're already eating, then we're already we're already 1% better or 2%, but you know, we're already on our way to getting better. But if we keep doing the same thing that we're doing, that's not working because we have chronic health issues, then that's, you know, that's kind of the definition of insanity. Oh, let's just keep doing the same thing. Even though I keep having issues waking up, I keep having skin issues. I keep having, I can't think clearly I'm overweight. Mm -hmm. I can't, you know, walk up the stairs without, you know, having to stop midway, you know, things like that. Like your body, you know, I I love that you pointed out early on, you said, you know, look, we're talking about organ meats, which is obviously animal based, but we're not here to, we're not here to shame anyone that doesn't eat organ meats, you know, that doesn't eat animal. Because that's my that's my philosophy too. I'm not here to shame anyone's diet, but mm-hmm. what I hear, am here to tell you is that here is a food that is incredibly nutrient dense, and most people in America are not eating it. So how can I help you eat it? Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what I tell people, no matter what diet you follow, because it could be organ meats, could be anything, is that there's one person in your life that will never lie to you, never ever ever lie to you, and it's your body. Your mm-hmm. body will never lie to you if you, well, no matter what diet you follow. You go for it. Follow that diet. But promise me, make a promise right now that you will listen to that one 
person, which is your body. And if your body starts getting rashes, if your body starts flaring up, you have inflammation. If you start mm-hmm. seeing things in your body and you don't feel good in your body, that's your body saying, Hey, this isn't working. Let's try. This something. isn't good for me. You know, uh, James, I mean, the hard thing about this, and I grew up again in a, a Western diet before a lot of people suffered from it. I was one of the canaries in the coal mine of my generation eating the garbage fast food and it impacted me very quickly. But the doctors interpreted my body's signals as being drug deficient. So yep. they would prescribe what? Anti-inflammatory drugs, steroidal, non-steroidal, et cetera. And, you know, antibiotics, on and on it went. So your point is well taken. It's part of our mission and journey here is to say, listen, your body is the ultimate teacher. It's not going to lie to you. What does lie to you is the interpretation of those signals by the experts that are not yep. trained in symptomatology other than it points to a particular drug that will shut that communication system down and, you know, proverbial uh, mechanic stuff. We talk about, um, you know, shooting out the warning light instead of changing the the engine oil, things like that. Or, you know, people go, yeah, that's absurd. I would never do that. But that's basically how we've cared for our bodies when they signal us with the communication that is not lying, that's saying what you're putting in, it's not working for us or you're not putting in something we need. And all of these signals, like, you know, when I, when I work up, like in my lectures, I'll do a lot on copper now and I'll describe here are all the things that can manifest when you don't have copper coming into your diet and your doctor will diagnose it as anemia and say, you actually need iron, which you don't, you, in most cases it's, it's copper or fatigue. You don't lack coffee or caffeine necessarily. And I'm not saying you can't drink coffee if you like it, but please make it organic and use it as a delicacy. But the point is, how do we interpret the signals of deficiency, much less toxic or toxicology in those symptoms? And we've got a culture that has not been taught. I was never taught it. That's why I'm so passionate about communicating what I'm communicating. And I'm so grateful for you and also what you're bringing from an appreciation for food. I may not be the best cook, but I'm a good eater. (laughs) You can't tell by looking at me, but I'm eating all organic since 1990. So I went that direction because my body was telling me when I learned the signaling, what it was, what it really meant, not what the doctors were trying to tell me it meant. It changed my life forever. Now, you know, almost 58, I'm running circles around my 20 something self. So I try to be a good example for others because I want you to know that what we're learning today with James is also so vitally important and and the simple things you can do to make changes that are not so radical, they're overwhelming to you, but little steps that you can do if it's just to get plucked, that's a good start. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it really, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to tell people because everyone's looking for these big, broad strokes. And I'm like, look, it's the things we do daily. That, that's it. It's the things we do daily that move the needle. If you, if you, if you have a, let's just say you have an issue with intimacy, you know, pick anything, but I'm, I'll just say intimacy and you hug someone once a month. Is that going to move your intimacy needle? It's not. It's the little things you do every day that support the intimacy. that's mm. going to change you to be more, more intimate. It's it, you got to do it daily. Dude. Well said. Well said. Now, super Don, do we have the, the links to the pluck on our website? I think uh, James has been so generous as to give us like a 20% off code for anybody that wants to get started with this deliciousness to make it possible to do something you thought you could never do. And you can, uh, but if you go to, there it is. All right. So yeah, code is RSB 20 to get 20% off all of the, well, it looks, it looks like there are three varieties right now. If there are other things on the website, I haven't fully explored it, but I know I just got uh, those uh, those three, the all-purpose, the zesty garlic, the spicy mild. I think there's a pure form as well. Yeah, the, like- the, the pure has no salt and no spice and herbs. So that one's really cool because you can add it to, 
it's more it's more neutral so you can add it to something sweet you can add it to something savory so you could put it in let's say you're making cookies or brownies add a little organ meats if you want it's like wow. you, you, you could add it if you're making bulletproof coffee you could add it to your coffee you could add it to your smoothie so it's just kind of flexible in that way where the other three are more savory and what i'm always telling people because people you know because it's organ meats people get a little shy they get a little hesitant they're like oh but how do i use it i, I guess i'll just put in my eggs and i'm like are you crazy put it on your popcorn put it on your rice put it on your bread put it on your vegetables put it on your chicken fish like i put on oysters even when i eat oysters mm. like literally put it on anything you could so put salt on put this on and i promise you not only will you feel better in your body but you're going to get incredible responses from the people that eat the food you make with it like it actually makes your food taste better we get this that we get this comment constantly where people tell me like all i did tonight for this meal you know how we all have that meal that we rotate every week and a half you know it's the same thing well these people will tell me all I did differently was I used pluck that night. My family wanted seconds and they kept freaking out saying, Oh my God, what did you do? It's so good. It's so good. And, I, and they're like, Oh, here's this, this new spice I got, but it really, it's the umami. The umami really does add a, a, a depth to the food and it brings out all the other flavors. It's almost like adding lemon juice in a sense. You know, like if you've ever heard that when you're cooking, I'll actually, I'll give you guys, I'll give everyone a little, little hint. If you want yeah. everyone to think you are the most amazing chef when they're coming over your house, you got to do, one of two things basically you got to basically you just got to saute some onions on your on your stovetop and let the the aromatic onions kind of fill the room and when they walk through that door they'll go oh that smells so delicious what are you making so that's one thing mm -hmm. the second thing is just add a little bit of lemon zest lemon lemon juice to anything and it will brighten the food and that's basically pluck does the same thing pluck just brings this whole other level of flavor and it mm -hmm. makes you it, it basically guarantees that no matter how what kind of cook you are People will think your food is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Chef James Berry, what can we say if we ask the or if people ask the question about the the quality? You know, we talk about food quality all the time, grass fed, grass finished, pastured, that kind of thing. How have you been able to validate the cleanliness of the product? That you know, so that the finished product is what we want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. Well, now, regretfully, and I say this regretfully because I would love to purchase this from the fine farmers here in America, and there are many of them. Uh, but we get we source from New Zealand, and there's a reason why we source from New Zealand. It's because New Zealand is an island. Uh, they have dialed in their their meat system basically, where they they allow for every part of that animal, every part of it to be human for human consumption. So you can get things like cow brain. You can get uh, products uh, from them that you can't get here in the U.S. They, like for example, the U.S. will not sell cow brain in retail you cannot get it yet it's incredibly nutritious for us and our ancestors ate it. and when i say ancestors i'm talking our grandparents or great grandparents they ate it they ate brain with eggs so what we do is we get it from new zealand and it's 100 percent grass-fed and when we say 100 percent grass-fed we don't just mean well because because if you think what does that mean well for something to be 100 percent grass-fed it has to be eating grass but we don't want them just to be eating head hay like dead hay right mm -hmm. and that's what that's what happens in any area that doesn't have the weather that allows for sure, green grass year round, year round. Yeah. and new zealand allows for it so you get green grass all year round in new zealand so they're eating fresh grass all the time and uh it's truly they they, they are the the I, I guess the pinnacle of quality in terms of getting organ meats so mm -hmm. there's really ma two main sources in the in the in the world where people get them for freeze-dried powdered and it's in argentina uh, argentina 
or uh, New Zealand. New Zealand is considered the, the highest quality. So that's where we get yeah. it from right now. But that's not to say we won't get it from uh, our fine farmers here in the U.S. We hope to. We're just we're just working with it. You just don't you can't get access to everything. And like, for example, you can't get pancreas from most slaughterhouses here in the U.S. Uh, the most we've been, been able to source is liver, heart, kidney and spleen. Right. Well, again, grass-fed, grass-finished, pasture-fed, like you said, not on yes, hay and winter. That's another step up. And and then, um, there, and sorry, a, just ahead. say, and also to your point, the organic, the spices and herbs are 100% organic as well. Yeah, beautiful. And, th- and that's, you know, the big reason why the the nervous system stuff, the brain stuff is is controversial is because of factory farming. The things that they were feeding these animals that developed the uh, human variant CJD, Kreutzfeldt-Jakob, and, um, you know, the the scrapie over the years, that that's a real issue. So you just don't want to get it from anywhere. Uh, that's an important part of this. That's why I asked about sourcing in that regard. Now, are you appearing, by the way, you go to eatpluck, eatpluck.com, E-A-T, eatpluck.com. Use the code RSB20 to get 20% off uh, at the website, anything you need there. Um, have you been on any of those celebrity chef shows? It seems like you, you do great there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been, I've been asked to be on them. I have not chosen to do it uh, mostly because I really am, you know, we talk about mission earlier. Like I, I am, my mission is to help people get healthy and, um, uh, you know, as much as my ego would love to, you know, be on those shows and, you know, and get a stroke to it. But I, you know, I, I worked for, yeah, as I mentioned, some amazing people and I, and my ego got struck there. And, um, and now, you know, I'm also in my, I, I just turned 50 in December and this part of my life is, is not about me. It's a, as much about me. It's, it's about, you know, my kids, it's about being around, you know, for, to, to watch my kids get older. And it's about trying to support others and also, you know, living, uh, sustaining, uh, like a healthy life, but living as long as I can, but also in a, in a functional way, not, not in a wheelchair. So, you know, not, not get sold that they can't go upstairs. Something like, I, I really do want to help people get healthier. And the thing that I, I learned in my twenties, uh, and that I still find people don't learn. And I'm so grateful for your show. Cause I think this is really what you're teaching people is that what we eat, matters you know like that that food affects our health and a lot of people that may seem obvious but it's not a lot of people to your point they get sick and they go well what's going on well i'm not even going to look at what i'm eating i'm just going to go to the doctor and get a pill it's like Mm -hmm. that's the that's how we've been conditioned to think yeah but if what i'm here to do is tell people no actually the first thing i look at is what am i eating right now then i look at environment of course as well and i look at sleep because they all inform each other yeah, well said. And I love what you said earlier, James, about the impact on our behavior. You know, the 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 a lot of the anger, the violence, all of that associated with deficiencies. We've seen studies like that on changing the food to going cleaner food, getting rid of the additives. MSG is a big one there, excitotoxins, and that it impacts the ability to be human to one another, you know, in a good sense. Uh, so it's more than just, you know, how it impacts us individually, but our ability to transform into, you know, is, you know, a food issue. It's a spiritual issue too, but you brought in again, as I think is important, the gratitude, the the gratefulness for all the things of life that sustain us and to approach it differently. We take so much for granted. And, uh, you know, that has, uh, you know, led us to a point where we are so lacking in basic nutrients that we are then lacking in other things like the love and the gratitude and the hugs, the intimacy that you mentioned as well. I think it all reflects. Absolutely. There's a, there's a fantastic quote from uh, Dr. Bill Schindler. He's a professor of archaeology. He has a book called Eat Like a Human. And um, he has this great quote saying, we are the only species in the world that looks to someone else to tell us what to eat. 
And, and that always floors me because it's like, we cannot forget we are animals. Okay. Yes. We have big brains. Yes. We stand upright. You know, yes, we're slightly different than other species out there, but we're still animals. Mm-hmm. And, and we, at one point did know what to eat, just like all the other species in the world know exactly what to eat. We did know, but we we've, you know, the way we've structured society has confused us. So one of the ways to get back to even just a little bit, get back to eat, knowing what our body needs is you got to eat the food. You can't mm-hmm. just swallow it. You got to eat it because we have these biological processes. When we stick, when we see food, that, that's where it starts. When we then smell it, that's informing our body of, of, of what's coming. We start mm-hmm. chewing it. The, the saliva, every part of mastication, all of that is communicating their body. What's in this? Is it going to help me? Is it flavorful? Is, does it have nutrients? What nutrients, right? And we, and then as you swallow it, of course, then it continues. And we know this because you can put salt on your tongue and you can, your body will then tell you, I want more of this or I don't want more of this. And I, I challenge you to try to, to try to do three dips of your finger on salt. It starts to taste different. Your body starts to reject it because it's getting overstimulated with it, right? Well, that's your body communicating to you immediately. It's it's like, you know, it's it's instantaneous. But if I swallow a salt tablet, it's delayed response 15 20 minutes later, maybe I, you know, I start to feel bloated maybe. It's like, "Oh wait, why why am I feeling oh, I got too much of something." So mm-hmm. one is guesswork and one is working with your natural God-given body and it's like Beautiful. I the more we can get you back to doing that, the better, but it's got to start with eating real food. You cannot do all this ultra processed foods cuz that as we have already talked about is it's all fabricated, it's all a lie. It's all it's all made just to sell a product. It's not going to it give you the nutrients nutrition you need and mm-hmm. we know this because this is what you're already doing and it's not working and yeah. i see you meaning all of us all yeah. of it, it's not Quite working simply eatpluck.com eatpluck.com and y'all tell us how's it going when you start putting this into play because it's again a whole food and a form of nutrient mineral uh, balance that we have been sorely lacking for a long time eatpluck.com use the code rsb20 to get a 20 percent discount uh, grill some onions before people come over and they'll smell it and they'll go, Oh, this place smells good. My, my <laughs> wife did just the other day and I was coming down. I was like, Oh, this place smells great. So I can validate exactly what you're saying. I don't know about the add lemon thing. So that brightens it yeah. up. So we'll try that as well. Please make the lemons organic. If you can grow your own, if you can, I've got a greenhouse There are people even in wintry climes, if they have the right kind of greenhouse, they can grow citrus. It's wild how that can happen. There's a lot of cool developments. Now, do you have any upcoming events where you're speaking on a circuit at all, or is you just pr- pretty much working on the business from home? Uh, no, no, I, I try to go uh, to events. Uh, the, the one that is coming up is actually in Dallas. Uh, it's, it's called, um, Oh, what is it called? Sorry, I wasn't prepared for that, but I love that you're asking that. Thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. It's in April. Okay. And it's called, uh, uh, let's see, here it is. Uh, Changing Life and Destiny. Oh. It's in Dallas, in Plano, Texas. And uh, it's called Changing Life and Destiny. It's their fifth annual event. And um, I will be speaking there and, and I'll have good. a table. And it's, uh, it's a great one. And then I'll also be in Austin, uh, Texas for uh, what used to be called the keto keto con, but now it's called hack your health. Are you going to that one? Uh, I'm not at this moment. I'm trying to figure out my schedule. I was going to say you should plan to come to the health freedom expo. If you have never done that, it's going to be the end of September in Indianapolis. I think people would love you there. Uh, I would love to come. One. Yeah, please, please. Maybe, uh, maybe we can swap information here in terms of I'll send you info on the keto yeah. keto con one. And you can send me on that and I'll, I can even get you a ticket to the hack your health one. If you'd All like right. to go. 
That'd be great. Well, we look forward to talking with you again, James, and uh, love to your whole family, and, and you're doing it right, and you're adding a lot to what we have been doing for many years here. I'm glad we found you or you found us. Somehow it happened. We got this plucked. Maybe it was one of <laughs> very, our listeners. Very I think Super Don remembers. But thank you also for the discount code, RSB20. Get 20% off when you go to eatpluck.com. Nourish soil, nourish you. Uh, James, thanks for being on board. James Berry, uh, great time, man. We got a, a delicious up upgrade to the Robert Scott Bell Show now. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, James, thanks for being on board. Uh, we got a comment of the day. We got the uh, homeopathic hit of the day. I don't know what you want to do next, Super Don, but I'm, I'm going with uh, whatever you say because you're the producer. I'm just along for the ride. Oh, it's the comment of the day. Look what appeared. By the way, it looks different on our new website. Y'all check it out. The, uh, uh, the the comments of the day, questions they submit, they're in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. There's also the chat room is back up and live. I see some folks in it. Shout out to Michael Bolden and uh, Leslie as well. Uh, listen, this was a, a, actually an email to me. And uh, Mark D is a longtime uh, listener and supporter of the show. And uh, this was, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, about a rabbit. I think it was a rabbit. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mark, but you had asked me for some, some help for your, the eyes of this rabbit. And I had talked about the various things, including local application of the sovereign copper or the sovereign silver. But I said, this sounds like, you know, more of a nutrient issue potentially when you see clouding, it's different things with the eyes. And I said, you know, look to selenium could be the case. And and he writes, her eye was go, uh, going away quick. When we noticed the cloud starting to form, it was like half the eye was covered. The next day, most of the eye was covered perfectly. We could still see a little black around the outside of the cloud, but it was a perfect formation and consistent throughout the cloud. So cloudy eyes, all right, in this rabbit. Well, it didn't take but two selenium pills crushed up in her food, 100% whole food selenium, probably gotten from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. Before we realized it was going away very fast, now it's still there, but only a little now. I can see her pupil again. I appreciate your knowledge, brother. Thanks for giving it away for free. I do the same. I can't tell you enough that you have saved, uh, you and I have saved so many people and animals as well together. Thanks, brother Mark D. Well, thank you, brother Mark. And, you know, that's the thing. It could be as something as simple as a trace element like selenium. And for those of you that are not feeding your animals a species-appropriate diet, what we have done is somewhat like what we just heard from James. We'll actually go to the local butcher, uh, get uh, grass-fed, organic quality liver and uh, uh, ground beef and do a blend. We'll do a freeze-dried version. You know, we'll cut it into pieces and then do a freeze-dried. And that's how we feed our cats, a uh, more species-appropriate diet. But you can actually use and sprinkle it yourself or just get pluck. Get started with pluck. Now, in hour two, we've got uh, uh, Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie, scheduled. We're going to do a lot of uh, great catching up with her. I met her at a conference last year, one of our Health Freedom and Freedom conferences, and she's a dynamo. I'm looking forward to having her on. Super D, you want me to hit the uh, the uh, homeopathic hit first, or we take a break top of the hour and come back and open the hour two? We're flexible today, so and I know that uh, – do you still have Autumn on your shoulder there? He had his grandkid with him. He was like crazy over there. She was she was ripping at the microphone. It was like a two-year-old. You can't do that in the studio. Uh, she finally gave up and fell asleep. So. Oh, okay. Nap time. All right. That explains it. She was tired. And she was punchy. You could tell. She was just like uh, whatever she could get her hands on. She was grabbing this thing, and yeah, I'd take it back. It She'd totally. take it back, and she'd grab my glasses, grabbing the headphones. Yeah. Grandkids. You got to love them. She's uh, how old is Sodom? Almost two. Almost two, right? Yeah. Two. Yeah. Very cute. I can never remember. I got too many, too many kids, too many grandkids. That's right. what my wife is for. She reminds me of all these things. 
So don't forget. By the way, I'm having trouble walking up and down stairs, not because I'm old, but because I shredded my quadriceps on Monday with that challenge of the week, doing 77 uh, yes. squats with weights on. It was crazy, dude, in three minutes. Oh, ow, ooh. But it's a good kind of pain. It's a good kind of pain. It's different from the overachiever. Yeah. Overachiever. All right. So um, I, I'm, I'm good whichever way you want to go. All right. Let me see. I've got. The, uh, let's see, COVID, uh, uh, oh, the peach fry. Yeah, you know what? We can open hour two with the homeopathic hit of the day. Then we'll get the the opening story talking about those COVID resistors. You know who you are. You're in the resistance and it's not futile. And then we've got the Patriot Barbie scheduled. Uh, we've got some other stories. If you've got questions or comments, Super Don, you can monitor what's going on in the various chat rooms. Now that our chat room's back live at robertscottbell.com, please sign up for the newsletter. It's absolutely free to do so. You can text easily my initials, RSB to the number 66866. That is text RSB to double six, eight, six, six, and you will get prompted to enter your email address. You'll be part of the newsletter. There's lots of great events coming up. We'll keep you apprised of different specials and uh, on, on special uh, products you may want to consider or services, as well as just general good information to empower you for health, freedom, and healing liberty, which is what this show is all about. If you haven't figured that out, robertscottbell.com. Right. Yes, sir. Yes. Anything else? Yes, sir. No, sir. I thought you had something to say. Uh, you know, I always have something to say. I just don't know if I should say it. So, oh, was it about uh, fat kids? Fat, you know, I I try. You know, I I tried because I you know I, I use AI for different things for the show to create yeah. things. And I I went I went to um I tried Open AI and I tried Google's new AI and I said I want you to give me a picture of an obese kid being handled a bottle handed a bottle of pills by a doctor. Neither one would do it. They wouldn't do it, huh? Because it was offensive, I guess. Mm. But that's what they're trying. It's, it's but the Google AI, funny. yeah, very, very, very. I don't know if I want to use the word woke. Yeah. Um, but it's programmed to be. Oh, man. It yeah. just does not want to offend in any way whatsoever. So, hmm. yeah, an overweight kid. Uh, I guess I could just go to Walmart, take a picture. Yeah. Well, there or Disney. Um, <laughs> but, the, you know, these are the realities, though. These kids are, have never gotten a, a, an opportunity to be healthy because they've been yeah. eating garbage. Their parents feed them garbage or they take them to the pediatricians. And again, this is not an accusation. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make people feel bad. I'm just acknowledging yeah. the reality that we have strayed so far from our, the natural world. And then we look to things like Ozempic to correct our abandonment of the natural world. That's not making it better. It's making it much worse and yet more profitable for the pharmaceutical industrial complex, of course. So this anyway. was a picture I was able to get. Uh, oh, a happy little kid that looks like, uh, and that's an AI generation thing. That is. That's so that kid doesn't exist. Correct. That's just wild, isn't it? It is just wild. You wouldn't know it, would you? Yeah. So there you. Receiving drugs from the doctor. Who are the drug dealers? Yes. All right. Well, when we come All back, right. we'll we'll talk about a homeopathic hit that's in the halide family that addresses a lot of glandular throat and respiratory issues. If you're ready for that, you got to stick around. We'll be back in just a short minute or two or three at the most. And uh, in the meantime, tell your friends, this is the place for health, freedom, and healing liberty, where I simply remind you that the power to heal is yours.
All right, back at it live on the Robert Chat Bell Show. Today is the 20th of February, Tuesday, and uh, we're definitely rocking the health world. Last hour, learned a little bit about pluck, or a lot about pluck, and why you want to eat it. Eatpluck.com, use the code RSB20, get 20% off. Also, for those of you that enjoyed the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, virtual expo, man, it rocked. I just got word that you have access to it, even if you didn't sign up. You want three months access to everything that happened at the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, including the new stuff that was added, like from Dr. Carolyn Dean and Jeffrey Smith. You can even sign up today and get three months access. So TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. Check it out. Upcoming events. That'll be end of September in Indianapolis, the next live event. And there's a lot of uh, other things that are coming up live, including, I think it's next week. I'm going to be in Phoenix. They have a, a, a screening in Tucson, Children's Health Defense, and then in Phoenix, uh, I think Chandler, Arizona on the 20, was it 27th? I think 27th. Yeah, I'll be there for that one. And that will be in Chandler, Arizona, Phoenix next week. I think, is it a Tuesday? Can't keep up with all of this, but it's like a lot of stuff going on. Then we have a number of events coming up after that, including in Atlanta, the Warner's event, uh, the 8th or 7th through 10th of March. Following that, the 14th through 17th of March in uh, the Lake Lanier. There's the uh, Health and Freedom Summit. And then we have uh, the, the uh, Next Steps Conference, March 14th through 17th and Lake Lanier Islands. And then I've got to head out a little bit early from that to go to the Natural Products Expo West in Anaheim, which is an industry show. I've been to in many, many years. Be there with my friends at Sovereign Silver and Sovereign Copper. Looking forward to that as well. And then I'll get to see Michael Bolden from the 10th Amendment Center, planning, planning ahead, since he sometimes doesn't show up for his Friday sessions here. I don't, there's always a good excuse, but <laughs> we give him some a little bit of grief for it. We miss him. Anyway, we got that coming up. Now, uh, once a day, typically on our new live show, live broadcast, I do these things called homeopathic hits. What are they? They're brief introductions into single ingredient homeopathic remedies to give you a basic, fairly superficial, but starting point, working understanding of the properties of some of these remedies, why you might be intrigued to learn more about them and actually utilize them, integrate them into your health. And that's what we're going to do today with today's homeopathic hit. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. I mentioned glandular issues uh, earlier with the, with the overweight kids as one of the things that could be a problem. They might consider this remedy homeopathic bromium, uh, and that's the homeopathic hit of the day. Today, it's available as a PDF document, and you can see and hear it if you're a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show, all of these homeopathic hits, if you get your learning better when you hear it and see it, not just read it. But this homeopathic hit of the day is based on bromine or bromine, depending on where you are and how you say it. There it is. It's an element. It is. It's one of the halides. Uh, as you heard of bromide, for instance, often it's added to things like breads and things. You don't want that because it's going to displace iodine. But as a homeopathic remedy, it's also impactful for the glands, including the thyroid. So let's open up that PDF super done and show everybody what this is the remedy often indicated for respiratory conditions and glandular swellings <clears throat> as i got to clear my throat now <coughs> i talk about a remedy and i often have the symptom i think that's kind of funny so uh it's a homeopathic remedy often used for respiratory conditions like asthma bronchitis glandular swellings particularly in the thyroid and lymph nodes so let's hit some of the therapeutic benefits of this the origin of bromium or bromine or bromine it's a chemical element that in its homeopathic form, it's used to treat a lot of things, including respiratory system, throat issues, glandular swellings, particularly noted for its effectiveness in cases where there is a sensation of constriction in the throat or the chest. 
So physically, key characteristics, treating respiratory conditions, feeling of uh, constriction such as asthma or bronchitis, where symptoms may worsen in a warm room and improve in open air. That's indicative. It's also indicated for glandular swellings, especially in the thyroid, as in goiter and in large lymph nodes with a tendency toward hard, stony swellings. Mentally, there may be a general state of anxiety or fear, especially related to breathing difficulties and the sensation of constriction. So as we go further, really, in those primary uses, respiratory conditions, bronchitis, asthma, sensations of constriction, difficulty breathing, even hoarseness and croup. That's another thing, croup in kids. My gosh, we don't have to freak out. We've got remedies for that. Glandular swellings and large glands, including goiter, swollen lymph nodes with the hard stony manifestations, throat constriction, sensation of constriction in the throat affecting breathing or swallowing. Bromine, bromium, homeopathic. That's a great remedy indicated. Scroll on down and we get into the potencies and some adjunct remedies to consider. If you have a 10X, a 12X, a 12C, a 30C, self-help, utilize as frequently as needed to overcome those symptoms. If they're not improving, you may want to consult a homeopath. You may need to go deeper. It may be deeper and chronic, deep-seated. You know, going to the higher potencies, I usually like you to consult with someone who knows what they're doing there. Now, other remedies to consider that may be complementary or might cross over into the bromium realm, including one of our favorite kids, it's toasted SpongeBob. <laughs> it's spongy Atosta. Yes, a toasted sea sponge in a homeopathic form used alongside bromium for respiratory conditions with dry barking coughs. How about this one? Iodum. This makes all the sense in the world. Homeopathic iodine, glandular swellings, especially if there's an overactive metabolism, heat intolerance, complementing bromium's action. And verbascum. If you get the hoarseness or the abnormally throaty deep voice, I call it the, the 1-900-Robert voice that'll happen. You can, you can try verbascum. That'll help you out with the throat conditions. So... Self-help, no problem for easy things. If it's very deep-seated and chronic, you may want to consult with a healthcare provider of your choice. And as we wrap up the homeopathic kit and conclude it, bromium, valuable homeopathic remedy, particularly effective for treating respiratory conditions with sensations of constriction, glandular swellings. And if you would, keep tuning into the Robert Scott Bell Show for more of these insights, these mini visitations to homeopathic remedies. We call them the homeopathic hits. Remember, it's not to replace a doctor if you have or want one, but if you have one, find out how often they're having a bowel movement because they're going less frequently than you. They're full of you-know-what, and they're not going to help you, I think. That's just my opinion. You can take it, leave it, whatever. But it's about informed consent. It's about giving you information and options that you didn't know you had, and I believe in that freedom. And I believe in the American ideal of freedom, as does my guest in just a moment. We're going to bring her in, the Patriot Barbie. Uh, she is also one of those freedom champions, freedom warriors, and I appreciate her so much. Now, real quick, the this, this story that we open up with beyond the homeopathic hit, it's about the COVID resistance. And, and believe me, Lindsey Graham, the Patriot Barbie, is one of these. I think this is a great article to bring her in on because the COVID, I'm saying the COVID, that's, that's an interesting thing, like the COVID union. I don't know where that came from. Maybe somebody's already said that, but it was like a Marxist communist plot to take over and elim eliminate all freedom in America, much less most of the world. And the COVID resistance, according to this uh, article from the Brownstone Institute by Ramesh Thakur, uh, basically says the COVID resistance deserves the Nobel Peace Prize. 
although they gave the Nobel Peace Prize to Barack Obama for supposedly getting elected to president. He didn't do anything that was worthy of it, but it shows you the worthylessness of the Nobel Peace Prize, by the way. We don't need prizes like that, but you recognize one another because of what you do, not what you profess to believe, because there were many people that professed to believe in freedom before COVID. This was the great disappointment that many of us had. We had friends and family members, other things, and you thought, they're going to see through this, aren't they? Nope. They went right out there and cheerleaded for masks and distancing, and you better get your shot or else we'll lock you down. We'll put you in camps. I mean, there were people saying that, and it was happening in places like Australia and New Zealand, various places. Canada, we saw the the disaster. And in here, depending on where you were in the United States of America, could have been much worse in some places, much better in others. But the reality is you now know who loves freedom, who will stand up and defend that freedom and not cower in fear because of the threat to the loss of their, I don't know, their, their job even. There are a lot of people, and I, I, and I feel for them, don't get me wrong, threatened with loss of their income. They maybe become homeless, you know, I, and I get why they did make this choices they made, but many of them have lost their lives or their ability to make a living because they acquiesced to the pressure, got the shot, and now they're debilitated, which is why I want you to watch the show, the movie Anecdotals by Jen Sharp. We had her on Friday's show. And we're going to do the screenings in Arizona next week. So check that out in the upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com. So who are the COVID resistors and why do they believe it's not futile to resist tyranny, Marxism, communism, a COVID union? I just came out of nowhere. It's the Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham. She knows it well. And I got to meet her at one of the events last year. And she's terrific. And I'm glad to have her finally on the show. I don't know where she's been hanging out. She's been hiding or I don't know. I've been staying home, staying safe. There you are, <laughs> Lindsay. Yeah, no, that's not you staying home and staying safe. You go right into the heart of it. And Definitely. it's great to see you again. Great to have you on the show finally. Thank you so much. I, I have no recollection of, of uh, being, uh, you know, coddled to come onto your show. I think it was a year ago. And all of a sudden I met you and I went, oh, my gosh, there is an old email from a year ago. Whoops. Whoops. Exactly. Whoopsie. You know. What's the, what's the point? You know, it's all about timing and, you know, we met at that event and uh, it was just great to connect with you. And uh, you know, I've, I've met a lot of great folks in the midst of being disappointed in a lot of folks that we thought were really lovers of Liberty that cowered in, in fear, as you said, stayed at home and urged others to do the same. And yet, I, I mean, I don't love them less as a human being. I just recognize that they don't, they may not value freedom the way we do. And I would love that they did, but I can't, I can't wait around for them to do it. I want freedom for my kids. And when they have kids, I want freedom for theirs. And and that takes standing up and doing something. Yep. Yep. And it's, it's actually kind of enjoyable to watch the last three years. We're all in different phases. Right. And even like from day one of COVID lockdowns, um, I was in a different place than two weeks from then when they said two weeks to flatten the curve. And as soon as it was two weeks in one day, I was like, ah, excuse me. And now you're lying. Yeah, you're you're lying. And, and now I'm waking up because I'm realizing from the very beginning, your claim was that you could control a virus or predict a virus, which is impossible. And so knowing that that's impossible, you're basically fabricating the amount of time it would take for a virus to go away. And um, people now it's been, you know, almost, I guess, three and a half, four years. Um, they're starting to wake up. And it's kind of fun to watch because you're like, oh, welcome. Welcome to what we've known for, you know, three or four years. And it's kind of glorious to watch that this gets pushed so far that 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 
that's all we have to do is really sit back and let let them push too far mm. and then and let people wake up get out of the way it's kind of like you know you hang your you're you're, you're making your own noose to hang yourself yeah. we're saying hey that's not a good idea but they're like yes it is get out of my face <laughs> right and you should make one too like no and you're no, a conspiracy theorist right exactly <laughs> yeah. uh, and i do want to hear about some of the maybe maybe people that have approached you now and said man i was wrong but uh, not everybody knows you uh Lindsay. so the the question is what did you do you I, you give me a little backstory at two, at two weeks and one day you knew they were lying, which is great because yeah. you had, as far as I know, no background in virology or specific health things. And yet you sensed it and acted on what you sensed. You're like, uh-uh, this is wrong. But what were the repercussions? Because you weren't you in the like cosmetology thing where you, you, you did a lot of interface, you know, human to human close contact. And they're like, no, you can't do that. And you're like, yes, I can. Yeah. So, so this was in Oregon where I lived and my husband and I had um, six businesses and they were all non-essential. So a gym, a real gym, like a 30,000 square foot gym. I had a 25 chair hair salon and then we had three tanning salons. And so for us being small business owners, this was extremely impactful being told you're not allowed to work. And especially for me as a hairstylist, I'm like, I earned my license with the state. So wait, you control when I can and can't work now, even though I passed all the laws. And I will tell you this, I got a preface. I had, I have zero, of course, virology or any of that. Um, I had zero political affiliation. I've been a registered Republican my entire life, but I was very not political. And I was also a lukewarm Christian at the time. So nothing about my life sets a precedent for being somebody who should have been as wide awake as I was. And yet, hmm. when this thing started creeping, and they started talking about it. I went, why are we talking about this? You can't control like a cold in an airplane, just like you can't control this. I don't understand what the conversation is. And when they shut us down, I went, well, that's BS. I mean, again, you're not God. You can't control a virus. The fact that you think you can predict that two weeks will flatten the curve is, is ridiculous. And that's just me thinking I'm a logical human being with a brain, right? Not political, not spiritual, but I had a baby, a brand new baby. And I was like, I'll stay home, spend more time with the baby. We can handle two weeks off. But at the end of that two weeks, A, the government started lying and everybody should have said, you're a liar. You, today is the day that marks that you lied to us and you said it was two weeks. And it also proves that again, you can't control a virus. But more importantly, financially, we were, we were devastated. I mean, six rents, six overheads, the government's not giving us any money, not that we wanted it anyway, but we were about, I would say, close to $150,000 in debt on rents that we couldn't pay because we weren't open and overheads and leases due and, and, and credit card payments and house payments. And I was like, this, this, is, this is absolutely insane. Walmart is open, so we're not controlling anything. Mm -hmm. Literally the most disgusting people in America shop at Walmart. So it's like the cesspool, <laughs> you're letting the cesspool be open and everybody else be closed. But this is so hard to believe. And, and Robert, I don't know if you remember this, but pretty much America complied for six weeks because at six weeks was May 2nd. And I said, I'm not complying anymore. I, I haven't believed this for weeks. I've been afraid of what the government will do to me, but we are going to lose everything if we don't, if I don't go back to work. And so I reopened against the mandate and it was, it, I was one of the first in America which is so hard to fathom that for six weeks, we all just sat there and waited for the government to give us permission to earn a living. 
And, but you know, of course, because I was one of the first, they put a target on my back. They threatened to revoke my business license, revoke my hair license, kick me out of my building, $50,000 a day fines, jail time, Mm. even child protective services came and threatened to take my kids away all within a 10 day period, just for wanting to do hair. That's the story. Well, and you know, there, there, there were people willing to, and wanting to come see you tells you, you weren't the only one that said this is ridiculous. There yep. were a lot of other people that weren't afraid in the midst of all that fear mongering. And yet, you know, the threats against your economic livelihood, you and your husband caused you to have to up and eventually move out of Oregon. And, and have you, have you been able to get, uh, let's say some kind of recompense, uh, you know, recourse? Did you have to sue them, the state or the feds because they put you out of business? Well, you know, there were some attempts um, by two different attorneys to partner with me to sue Oregon. Both of them failed um, for different reasons. No, not an attempt to sue. That didn't fail. Okay. The, the launching of a lawsuit failed for both attorneys' personal reasons. And I gave it to God a couple of years ago and said, I don't need to sue anyone. Like, you know, Romans 8.28 is true. God works all things for good to those who love him. And he has turned this entire debacle into a blessing. And because of what happened to me and because of 2020 and because of government overreach and because of liberal cancel culture, I became a completely different person and a warrior in this movement and a voice who is unapologetic because I have nothing to lose now. And that is enough for me um, to, to, to say that I don't need it'd be great to be reimbursed by the government, a tyrannical government for what they took from me financially, but emotionally and spiritually, I am so, so thankful that I, that my God is able to take what they did and turn it good and turn my life into something that has so much more purpose and value because I'm speaking up for those who aren't yet brave enough to Mm -hmm. speak up. Well, and your story is uh, uh, written in uh, the book Targeted, one mom's flight. I'm sorry, fight. You didn't fly. <laughs> fight for life. <laughs> I flew out of Oregon. Of yeah, you flew out of Oregon again. They forced you out. Um, and that's, you know, pretty much uh, a left dominated state that uh, I don't know if they're waking up to the, the error of their ways yet, but that's kind of where I wanted to go. But yes, read this book, a bestseller targeted one mom's fight for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It's in paperback. You can get an autographed copy as well. And we have it linked up in the show notes at robertsgadbell.com. And when we met, you were the Patriot Barbie already. I didn't meet you before that. You know, we were on the the speaking circuit, which you've been on and, uh, you know, was very uh, profoundly moved by your story as well as your tenacity and strength and going, you know, I, I don't cower in fear, you know, yep. and there are a lot of warrior moms out there prior to, to you that were fighting the battle because uh, doctor government collusion with media got all these kids injected and, and a lot of kids were harmed and injured in the autism spectrum. And it was the moms that led the way. I'm like, where are all the warrior dads? Right. And right. we need some of them. And it's just somewhat embarrassing as a man that, it, you know, the, the women are the first ones that responded in some cases, and you are one of them. And I'm asking dads, you got to stand up and protect mm-hmm. your families and protect this country as well. We can't rely yeah. on the women to do everything, even yeah. though we, we defend and support the women who are warriors. Like, uh, you know, yesterday, uh, we covered that story, um, just amazing about how they're trying to get men pretending to be women to compete against women in sports. It's like another level of insanity. Right. Well, and that's, that's an area specifically I've, I've have a, I have like a wishy washy opinion about the moms standing up and where the men are. And I will say that I, I hope that it's because the men are so busy working and providing 
for their family that they don't have time to go to school boards like the moms do, right? Let's let's mm. hope that that's the reason. But we also know that it's probably because we're losing testosterone in our men. They're emasculated, yeah. Food and, and yeah. medicine and hormones and crap. Too many soy boys. But the reality is this is one area, I don't care how busy a man is. If your daughter is playing in a sport or competing in a pageant that is female, that is supposed to be female, mm-hmm. Solid, solidly, and there is a man, you pull your daughter and you protest and you make a scene and you do what you have to do as a man to protect your daughter because this is not in any way cute, funny, or inclusive when you've got men like we saw. I think what you're referring to is the man on the basketball court that you ripped a ball from a girl and she fell on her back. She could have broken her back. This is, there is no winning or losing. What you need to be concerned about is how damaged your daughter is going to get because you put her on a field or a track or a court with a man. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. there's just no there's no reason for dads not to be stepping up in situations like that. Exactly. And we had Riley Gaines on yesterday, by the way. And she's I don't know if you've met her yet. She's another yeah. warrior like you. And I appreciate that so much. Yes. Now, have you had folks that cowered in fear that have come back to you and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I was, I was wrong. I, I learned now from it. Or uh, is that just too much to ask that people that, you know, kind of went down that path of tyranny uh, would come about, come about and say, you know what? I really was wrong. I didn't know. And I was afraid. And uh, thank you, you know, Lindsay, for what you did. But I don't know if that's happened at all. I'd love to hear stories like that. I feel like um, the majority of the people that were extremely hateful would never lower their pride to to do something like that. However, I want to tell you something that's very encouraging. One of my best friends during this whole debacle in Oregon was a registered nurse. She was a registered Democrat and she was quite liberal and she was all about people are dying. People need to get vaccinated. People need to mask up. I mean, she was telling us these horror stories of COVID is so real and it's so devastating. And this man had to say goodbye to his family via FaceTime while he died in the hospital, trying to, you know, really the other side of the spectrum, right? This is how dramatic it is. Well, let's not talk about how the hospital probably killed him. But fast forward two years, she reached out to me via text and she she said everything that you're saying. She said, I don't know if I ever told you, this is going to make me cry. But I'm really proud of you for standing up because I don't, I didn't know everything that we know now. And I was wrong. And the masks don't work. They never worked. We were lied to. Um, I'm finding out things now that are just completely jaw dropping. And to know that I was on the other side against you, fighting against you, breaks my heart. And you fought so hard and you endured so much. And I wasn't even a friend to you because I was so blinded by my own belief system Mm. and that was so powerful to hear because there are people that the harder we fight and the more we speak up we think that we're saying the same thing and we're an echo chamber and all of those things but the truth is they're eventually going to hear it they're eventually going to hear it at the time that they need to hear it and when that time comes whether they apologize or not that's on them but i honestly just welcome them to our side once they do because I, I could have easily not been on that side. There's no reason I chose the side that I did. There's no reason, I thank God, there's no reason I ha- I had the mental capacity to say, well, this doesn't make sense. I just wasn't, I wasn't well-versed. I wasn't mm-hmm. educated. Like, I wasn't political. Lindsay, so I'm thankful. 
In other words, you're not sitting in condemnation, condemnation and judgment of them despite the way they treated you. I mean, might that be considered a Christ-like thing to do? What you're it might about? be, yeah. I mean, I do. I often do some Christ-like things and then other <laughs> non-Christ-like things. But, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's irritating. Sometimes I'm irritated that people who are giving the information don't wake up. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have to remember that at one point, you know, like day one of COVID, I complied. That I could go back to my old self and say, on day one, you complied. Why weren't you? Why were you complying? You should have never complied. And so we all have our different, you know, our different stages of waking up. And so, yeah. so I, I try, try to remember that. Well, I'm glad that you shared that story of your friend, though, coming around. I just want to hear those stories so that others will know as well that it is possible that people that have been on that other side due to fear or other pressures, that they can, they can change, they can transform, they can be genuinely uh, contrite and, and, you know, repent, if you will. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I'm condemning you if you don't any more than you are, but I, I just want them to know that we still love you and we're welcoming you with open mm-hmm. arms when you realize this. And we're not going to condemn you. You got to make it right with whoever you think you harm, but that's, that's on you, not me. Or, or, but uh, the, the reality is there's a journey in this yep. life. And this, these last few years have been as challenging for us. And I don't mean just financially, like what happened with your family, having to leave the state and all of those things, but just spiritually. And you talk about your change, your transformation. You know, it's, I think it can deepen your spiritual uh, relationship to the divine, these hardships. Now mm-hmm. it doesn't work that way for everybody, but it did for you. And you know, how about the change and transformation of how you're raising your kids? Has that changed right. since the beginning to now how you've, you've opened up to a whole new world as well? Oh my goodness. Yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm devastated to say this, but when, when this first all went down, even my mindset with my children changed, um, we would go to the airport and masks were required. And I would say to, to my, to myself, oh, I'm not wearing a mask because I believe in my freedoms and I do, I believe that they don't work. However, in the same brain, it felt like I don't want to force my children to be a part of this like resistance. Hmm. I don't want to cause them drama. So they're going to wear masks um, because this is my fight and I don't want to drag them into my fight. Right. Well, that even that even that thinking is screwed up because now I look back and I cringe Hmm. at the idea that I was walking around freely, breathing freely and then smothering my children. My brain was in the right place. My heart was in the right place. Like, hey, I'm not going to get my kids arrested. I'll get arrested, but I'm not going to get them arrested or kicked out or ruin this for everybody. But the reality was, wow, I am so ashamed of myself for doing that to my children. And so even now I will look at my nine-year-old and still be like, Bubba, I'm, I'm so sorry that that first school that you went to, that you had to wear a mask, mommy would never let that happen again. Never. I would never do that to you again. And I'm so, so sorry. And he doesn't care. Thank God children are resilient, right? Yeah. Right. So, so many of these kids are going to come through this and they're going to be okay. So many didn't though. But that even, even myself from 2024 to this. 2022 is a different person. And so we're all just, I mean, even I'm waking up and waking up and waking up. And even you, like some of the things that you said on stage when we were speaking at that Northwest event, I came home and I told my husband, like, we're going to look at our food differently. We're going to look at our medicines differently. We're going to look at everything differently in our home 
because you were one more voice that spoke life into me. And here's what I think. When you talk about these people that they, they, did, they did wrong and they might still be doing wrong and when they come over, do they owe us an apology or whatever? No. However, what you have to do is you have to turn around and use your voice to do that same good. Because if you wake up and then you stay quiet and you stay out of it, then you sat there and you influenced people one way for so many years and now you're just going to stay neutral? No, no, no. You have to go out and you have to tell people, I used to think this, this, this. I'm wrong. I was wrong. And sure, maybe you'll say you're sorry, but you do have to go out and say, here's why I was wrong and here's what the truth that you need to know that I found out. They mm -hmm. Oh, we lost Lindsay. Hopefully she'll get back in there. Oh, there you are. We just lost oh, it frozen. Yeah, it just disappeared and you reappeared. It's like, like I don't know what happened, but yep, there she's. Sorry, I froze. There you go. I was like yeah. looking at myself, going like this. Yeah, <laughs> you they have to catch speak out. Is basically what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. No. And and to be an example for our children, like you said, you can look back at that incident with your kids in the traveling, and you know in your heart you meant well, but now you look <laughs> back and like, oh my gosh. But the thing is, you can talk to your kids as they gain. Uh, the intellect to understand that journey, right? They might not remember it the same. We have, you know, in fact, we we have no idea what traumatized it. Some of the things are obvious that are traumatic. Some of them are not so much. Uh, kids will have an experience and we would think nothing of it. And for them, it was a major trauma. So right. to communicate with our kids about these things, even if you don't think it impacted them much one day when they're ready, I think it's to their benefit and, and ours, yours as well. How is your husband doing with, uh, you guys moved out to a new state? Did you start up businesses again? Are you doing okay? What's going on? Yeah, we, we moved to Arizona, so near Phoenix. So I might have to try to connect with you next week when you're here. Oh, yeah, we got to connect next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we love it here. Um, it's just another thing that was just so out of our character to pick up an entire state where we both had built our entire lives, but our lives were lost. So what was the point of saying? Move states, just prayed for God to provide for us and make a way. We had no careers lined up. We had nothing lined up. We moved to Arizona in complete faith and our children love it and we love it. And I know that I'm supposed to be here. And um, I've gotten kind of my entrepreneurial spirit back. I've, I've launched a merch company um, called the Patriot Barbie Shop. And then actually in September of last year, I launched a fashion brand with um, my best friend. Her name is Kendall. And she's a bold mama bear, Kendall in Kentucky on Instagram, yeah. bold mama bear. Um, so we are both like huge conservative fighting moms. And we launched um, Pretty Little Patriot, which is. Oh, by the way, Super Don just put that up. I asked him so you can see that. I don't know. You can bring some of the stuff to that. I could probably won't look good on me, but. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But here, just to let you know, and since you, we're talking Arizona, two yep. screenings next week, uh, actually coming up Sunday, the, tw the February 25th, this will be down in, first one's down in Tucson, a little further from you, at Grace St. Paul's Episcopal Church, okay. and then the Phoenix event, which is in Chandler, that's where I'm going to be, uh, Tuesday, February 27th, from 4 okay. to 7.30, we're going to screen anecdotes, be presentations, there'll be Q&A at Faith Family Church in Chandler, so on that Tuesday, I don't know if you can make it to that, okay, I'm gonna... to meet the, the rest of the fam or whatever, I think it's very very family friendly uh, children's health defense is sponsoring that. And uh, Jen Sharp, the filmmaker will be there as well. Okay. I might, yeah, I'll look at my calendar. I might have to meet you there. Yeah. So I apologize for that, but I wanted to get that out there while I didn't forget it. Now the fashion stuff you're doing, it's not for guys like me. So it sounds like fashion for something else. 
In fact, yeah, our logo is XX for XX chromosome. So you're <laughs> not allowed to wear it, actually. Oh, well. yeah. Yeah. You are, it literally says girls only club on our fashion brand. So, yep, we're going anti-woke. We're going no men modeling women's clothes. All right. I, yeah. I support that. I'm not interested in wearing it, but uh, I, I love it for the fact that uh, you're doing great things. And I know you, yeah. you've got fashion you know, in your jeans and I don't mean the jeans you're wearing, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, uh, like, yeah, these yeah. jeans are you, kind of fashionable. Right. <laughs> but you know, that's just the nature of uh, who you are, you know, being in that, that realm that you were drawn to in this life. So I know you have that as a talent. Yeah, That's terrific. I'm really excited about that and that, that life's going well in Arizona. Hopefully we can connect there as well. And, uh, you know, as far as the book, do you feel like you need to write additional chapters? Cause things are moving so fast, changing so rapidly. Yeah, I was just talking. This might be my confirmation from God. Because when he told me to write the book, he told me through four people in a 12-hour period to write a book. And just, I was in Tucson two days ago speaking at a, a Lincoln dinner. And three people had said, it seems like the ending of your book is not quite the ending. You need like an extended version. And then you just mentioned it. And I, yeah. I agree that the I wrote that book two years ago. And two, yeah. so much has happened so in two years. Happened, yeah that I feel like I need an extended version with like a re a recap. But then, you know, I'll be rewriting the book over and over and over and over again because God just keeps blessing us. So, yes. Yeah. Well, we're going through a lot of change and transformation. I think ultimately it's powerful and positive. Ultimately, even though we can certainly focus on all the negative, but all of that provided for us to, to come together and recognize one another, those who really love freedom and are willing to step up, stand up and defend her and, yeah. re, you know, do what, do the work to regain her, that freedom right. that uh, we say we love. I mean, it's funny here. I am wearing my freedom shirt from yeah. Jonathan Emord, who's running for the United States Senate in Virginia, who's on with me every Thursday. And uh, that's the theme here, you know, health, freedom, healing, liberty, but the essence of it is freedom. And I think about the gift of life and second to that in importance is the choices we get to make, the agency that God gave us. Mm. And that means we can make bad decisions, but I think they're designed so that we will learn to make better ones and make better <laughs> choices and be there for those because Lord knows I've made bad decisions. Probably you have too. Mm -hmm. And you're grateful that you weren't spurned forever. You know, yep. Nice to be able to have opportunities to, you know, recover. Right. And I'm, I'm grateful for the, the bad choices because I know that God created me to be a warrior and I know that I survived them because of him. So taking those bad choices and, and using your voice to keep other people from making those bad choices in love is I believe one of the most important things you can do with a bad choice. Otherwise it just becomes a bad choice and it's null and void. And what was the point? And mm -hmm. so uh, agreed, like all of the things that we have already learned and, and as people learn with us, we need to turn around and say, look, I've been there. I've done that. Here's why it doesn't work. Like, let me save you the heartache. Mm -hmm. Well, if we go to patriotbarbie.com, it's linked up in the show notes today, February 20th, 2024. You go to patriotbarbie.com and you'll see uh, her story, the book available, a lot of great things that she's doing. And probably, is there an upcoming events thing? Because maybe you could tell us, is there an appearance coming up we should know about? There is. Uh, let's see. This Friday, I will be speaking um, for the Lincoln Dinner, the Lincoln Day event in Idaho, Naples, Idaho. And then um, I'll be at Moms for America in Texas the end of the next week. And then I usually will post a graphic on my Instagram with my upcoming speaking events. I've got quite a few. Another one in Texas coming up. Um, love, love, love to speak. So, again, God's told me to use my voice, so I'm going to do it. Yeah, and I think we connected on Instagram back at that event, if my memory serves. I hope so. I, I think we did, yeah. 
Okay, good. So we'll make sure because there'll be maybe some clips from this that, that we can put out there as well. And yes. uh, yeah, we haven't figured out that. how to broadcast live to, to Instagram unless you're doing you, you got a vertical slot, but we have two slots wide. And so all you'd see are the middle on Instagram. So the ones we go out to are not Instagram, unfortunately, until we put clips up later. Oh, gotcha. All right. That's all right. You send them to me and I'll, I'll post them. Yeah. And feel free. Cause you may be more adept at this than I am than we are, but grab nope. any clips from this, put it out there for the world to see. I appreciate you so much. Yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. And, and maybe I can <laughs> see you and the family. Uh, if you're able to make it on Tuesday, the 27th, I think it was, or 20. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, in uh, Chandler, uh, for that event, uh, children's health defense sponsoring that. And I look forward to being there and getting a little sunshine before yeah. I would normally have it in winter. So I'm looking forward to that as well. It's already beautiful. Well, it was so great to see you again too. And yeah, I hope to see you next week. Yeah. Lindsey Graham, thanks for bringing the sunshine to the Robert Scott Bell show. PatriotBarbie.com. Love you. Appreciate you. Shout out to all the people that love, love health, freedom, healing, liberty, and the freedom that Lindsay stands for. She's a great example for all of us. And I appreciate you so much. Hopefully see you soon. Thank you. Thanks Robert. All right. That's Lindsey okay. Graham, Patriot Barbie on the Robert Scott Bell Show. That was fun. And Super Don, you have a napping child on your shoulder, I see. Everybody needs to see that cuteness. Adorable. Yeah, there you are. You don't have to say anything because she oh, she was napping and she woke up. She's got her grandpa. How adorable. Everybody's going ooh and ah. It's like, ah, oh, so cute. So adorable. So uh, let's see. More to discuss here this hour. Um, we've got to talk more food issues and, uh, you know, various upcoming events. I want to say, you know, when it comes to the food issue, we talk about nutrients, we talk about antioxidants, and I talk about an example that we all should follow. And that's my mom at 90 years of age, still dancing. And it almost wasn't that way when she was 88, heading to 89. Uh, there was energy, life force I could see fading. And I was like, at, what is going on? What can we do? I met this guy, Bob Riorn, who's been on the show a number of times. We featured a lot of uh, doctors and people who have been on it. Our good friend, Lori Harvey's just started the, the Folium products, the Folium PX, her eyesight's getting better. It's amazing. And with my mom getting on the Folium products, in two weeks, she gained energy and her sleep came back. And then, you know, continued on uh, January 1st, 2023, she danced the new year in. January 20, 29th, 2023, she turned 89. She danced her birthday in. And January 29th, 2024, she turned 90 and she danced. And we played the video. You guys have seen it. And it's amazing. And really, she does a lot of great things. She, you know, she went organic and clean and other things. She does the cardio miracle stuff. But the thing that put her over the top when nothing was seemingly working, this is why I say, if you hit a ceiling in your healing, Please, I wish you didn't wait for that, but hey, this is life. We we go our path and we go, oh, something's not happening. You find something that helps you break through it. One of those things is, in fact, maybe the most profound, the nutrients contained, the minerals, the things that are present in the folium products, all botanical, all food, all of the natural world, nothing synthetic, and that is transformative. Folium PX is the original. Folium Immuno and Folium Relax is the triumvirate approach, and you can get on it too. If you go to foliumpx.com, use the code RSB10 or do send an email to Bobri, info at foliumpx.com. If you have questions, he's always great, and he's really wanting to support you in your efforts to get well and stay well. He's a, a man on a mission like we are here, and uh, we'll, we'll talk with him again soon. Remember, we had him on last week. I think we aired, or is it two weeks ago now? It's hard to remember when I interviewed him at the uh, 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 Autism Health Summit. We had Judy Mikovits on our Sunday conversation, which if you missed that, boy, thankfully it's there. And the archives of the Robert Scott Bell Show are 
are different on our website now. In fact, you know, Bobri had just texted me. It's like the the listen page, the watch page. It used to be our robertscottbell.com slash listen. With the updates to the website, it is different. In fact, let me just look at the listen pages now slash watch dash listen because it's not just listen. It's always watch and listen. So if you're not sure how to find it, robertscottbell.com slash watch dash listen. And that'll get you to the uh, the live broadcast. And you can watch it anytime as well. And you'll see all of the different podcast sites that carry us, barring the, the ones we're barred on, like uh, I won't even mention them. But you have a lot of options to catch the show live or later. Now, I don't know if there are um, uh, any comments coming in through Rumble or otherwise. Super Don just put the grandbaby down, so maybe I can get up date and see what's going on with Super D. All right, yes. So, um one thing I want to follow up on, you were talking about the website. Yes. So if we go over to the website, because our, our webmaster, our amazing webmaster, who's done just an amazing job of putting this yes. together. And thank you for your support, especially if you're a patron. Yes. God bless you, because we couldn't have done it without you. And please consider becoming a patron supporter, because we're going to do our next Zoom AMA on Saturday, yep. uh, the 24th. And that's coming up this this Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, and love to have you part of that. So let me take a look here at the website because uh, he made some changes. Now, uh, like you said before, the the uh, chat room mm-hmm. is now open. I haven't logged in, but it's now available there on the uh, on the website. Yep. If you go over to the More tab over here now. Oh, yeah, there's a lot there. You've got a Donate uh, page. You've got to support us on Patreon. You've got to mm-hmm. subscribe to the newsletter. Here's your show archives. If you oh, click on that. that, that is going to take you back to the old site where you can search the the older uh, episodes and uh, show notes Wow, from the past. Wow. So yeah, that... Not as busy. The old site was very busy. It so was. if you want to go back in time, you can by hitting the More tab and then go to Show Archives. Okay. Correct. And there's the Homeopathic Hits, the Detox Dialogues, and the V-Science Bites. Wow. the Back back in the day when we did the Sherry Tenpenny uh, pre- presentations on V-Science Bites, that's there still. Right. So there's a lot of good stuff for you. Again, a lot more if you're a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. So please consider it five bucks a month or you know, you pay the whole year in advance. It goes a long way to help us to do what we're doing and even do it better as we're trying to do all the time. So thank and you. And you can that. do more than five bucks a month, but True. that's yeah, that, yeah, limit, that, yeah. that gets you in the door. Um, yeah. And you get just as much uh, as as the uh, the the other guys. Except I, I think we do have a, you know, we did. What's that? We, have, we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. But the, the, there are upper tiers. Most people that join, they join at that like those basic levels. There's like a five dollar and a nine dollar, like nine ninety nine. But if you join at like the twenty five dollar. Then that's when uh, you're entitled to some swag, which we haven't done in a while. No, we haven't. We got to we've got to print some stuff up, you know, and make some. You stuff. know, we were we had we had like hats and and uh, signed uh, and autographed uh, copies of the book mm-hmm. at the higher levels. So those those are there are available to you as well. Yeah, should so you choose to? And we have we have several people that that have uh, have opted for those higher levels, and and we we're very much appreciative of that. Now I'm seeing on the uh, the chat the live chat room we have at robertscottbell.com slash watch dash listen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it's transparent, so it's like coming up behind the things on that page. Does that need to be know, tweaked a little bit? Might be, yeah, to okay. bring it to the front, the forefront fully. But okay. it's working; it's there. Um, and the again, the link is a little different. It's not, well, yeah, but I, I I saw it at the bottom and I was able to open it no problem. So okay, yeah. All right. So 
So what do we got left to do here? Well, we have one more story, but I didn't know again if, if anybody's watching on uh, you know Rumble or anything like that because I can't see it while I'm on the air doing this thing. Over at Rumble, we had uh, Paraktov thirty four said hello Tuesday, y'all. Cedarfine, mm-hmm. uh, which is Stephen, uh, had uh, a couple of comments there about eye health back when we were talking about the uh, comment of the day. Oh yeah, the selenium. Uh, the connection. selenium, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah, that's beautiful to see it impact something so simple because there are so many complicated things you can do. Sometimes you just got to keep it simple. Yep. And I try to do that. And and if the simple doesn't work, then you can always go deeper or more complex if need be. You know, you can always do that. So that's all I got. That's all you got. Okay. That's it. Well, I don't know if you had time to enjoy the Patriot Barbie or our uh, pluck. Knew we have a a celebrity chef in the mix now with James. That was cool. We do. Indeed. I learned a lot of the backstory I didn't have before that. So everybody check out eatpluck.com. All right. Well, how about we talk about cancer? Emulsifiers, additive emulsifiers. Hmm. You know, those are those things that in the uh, non-organic peanut butter, Right. Uh, that's what makes it thick. And that was one of the things when I switched over to organic that I noticed uh, that uh, peanut butter became something you could pour out of the jar. Right. <laughs> I'm like, but, what is this? But this it is also like, blended the oil that would separate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It would separate. Yeah. And you could stir yeah. it up. But still, it didn't have that, that like, it, it would not pass the the, uh, the fork test. Yeah. Yeah. You could, it would not, st- it would, the fork would fall over because it doesn't have that thickness to it like the, <laughs> conventional peanut butter has. And so I looked into it. I was like, what's going on with this peanut butter? Mm-hmm. And it's because it doesn't have the emulsifiers in it. The emulsifiers are what caused it to have that thickness. Now, it doesn't bother me at this point. But I'll tell you what, when I made that first peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah, that was exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to work hard to blend it. Half a jar of peanut butter on my on my sandwich. It all came out. Yes, That's exactly. Right. But the risk of using these synthetic emulsifiers is real. And now there's apparently more acknowledgement of a risk of cancer associated with it. It's just, it's one of those things when I throw in additives, preservatives, blah, 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 it's additives, it's an additive, emulsifiers. And this was uh, published in a journal, uh, researchers assessed associations between the food emulsifier intake and cancer risk. Uh, this is, uh, you know, where the things I've been saying for years, I don't have to go back and go, I'm sorry, I exaggerate it. No, if anything, I under you know, uh, I don't think I do, but I, I've, I've let y'all know why it is important to go, uh, you know, organic. And the thing about the word organic, I'll acknowledge this. You know, when people say chemical free food, if you want to nitpick, and I'm sometimes nitpicky with Super Don about stuff, and he can do that to me. But the no chemicals added kind of thing, that's that could be defended. But when you say no chemicals in my food, everything's made up of chemicals too. It's all chemistry, but it becomes a snarky response, but I get it. I know where people are at. The idea is not adding synthetic chemicals. That is man-made things that alter the natural way food is just food. And that's the weird thing about our 21st century planet. And it wasn't much of the 20th century. You had to differentiate or delineate between chemically grown food and what they call organic food or biologique in France or other places, they call it different terms or biological. But the idea is now we have food, but just say food is not enough because it could be coming with loads of additives and pesticides. It could be genetically engineered. I would argue it's not really food. Of course, 
I'm nitpicking a definition. They could say, well, it has calories. It has some stuff in it. It is technically food, but it's food with stuff you don't want in it. So I would say it would be nice if we could just call organic food food. And then the other stuff, it's chemically grown. It's factory farmed and make that the differentiation. But we have it kind of backwards, of course. So the emulsifiers used in industrial processed foods linked to chronic inflammation, increased risk of cancer. They stabilize lipid-containing food preparations. So that's the fat and peanut butter. How do you stabilize it? Emulsifiers. So the study, they uh, took a population. Uh, this was in France, 92,000 adults. This is not a small study. Uh, without prevalent cancer at recruitment, age 45 years and 79% female, completed five questionnaires querying their dietary intake, health, and all that stuff. And the team followed these participants for seven years with estimated food additive emulsifier intake based on questionnaires or whatever. Again, it's not a double-blind placebo control, but these uh, these kind of things are legitimate science to observe things, to report on those things and to say, hey, there's a relationship here. We may not fully understand it, but it exists. And so they found after, you know, seven years um, that there was significant uh, rise, if you will, in risk, in cancer risk. So that's the results. Mean age, 45 years, six dietary records on average. 99.8% of the study uh, participants consumed one or more of these food emulsifiers. And the team reported, I'm giving you some of the backstory so you understand that for any of your skeptical friends that go, oh, it doesn't matter, it's not real, right? There are people that are out there that still don't believe that these synthetic chemicals at parts per million matter, and they do. And remember, it's not just one thing. It's like, we're isolating it. We're only letting them eat one emulsifier. Other than that, they're all organic. That's not what's happening here. So there's a little bit of everything that we go at. There's an additive effect here, no pun intended. So let's see, 2,604 new onset cancer cases over the two years of follow-up, including 90 lymphomas, 110 squamous cell carcinomas, 124 lung cancers, 162 melanomas, 207 colorectal, 322 prostate, 750 breast cancers, increased monoglyceride and diglyceride fatty acid intake uh, related to higher cancer intake, right? So it's a, it's it's not easily dismissible, right? For those that want to say eating cleaner or organic doesn't matter. Well, when you see a study like this and you go, well, it's just an emulsifier, really, what, what harm could it cause? Well, we see an overall increased rise of cancer risk or cancer manifestation. Is this saying definitively that the emulsifier was the cause? No, not necessarily. But you can't ignore, or you shouldn't, I would say, or ignore at your own peril that those additives have a negative impact or consequence over time. And it varies from individual to individual because we all have strengths or weaknesses. We all have uh, some level of tolerance, adaptability before it's overwhelmed. So not everybody manifests the same thing at the same time or some at all. This should not be a reason to dismiss it. And that's where you get the, the, the skeptics will dismiss it because if it was truly the cause of cancer, it would cause cancer in everybody, every single time in the same way. It's like, that's not how life really is. That's not how cellular metabolism on an individual uh, basis, it, it, it really responds. It's all quite unique. But overall, you go to 79,000 people and start assessing it, you start seeing a pattern emerge that I would say can't be ignored, even though some folks would want you to ignore it because for, for whatever reason, their religion is synthetic chemistry. Their religion is injecting it, eating it, and anybody who doesn't, they want to claim you have a disease like orthorexia. You know, we come back to Super Don and his wife's significant shift here as we were, I think we're almost at the wrap up here. I'm kind of getting carried away. 
But we'll talk a little bit more about the decision-making, Super Don, if you don't mind, if you have time sure. for a bonus round, yeah. of these kinds of things, adding to the body of knowledge to go, what's my conclusion? What am I going to do? Or am I going to continue to bury my head in pharmaceutical sand like there's no relationship here? I think this is a great article that shows, yep, and it's not just homeopaths and naturopaths saying it. We'll leave it at that for a moment. Yes. So thank you to Patriot Barbie, Lindsey Graham, for being on board today. Thank you to James Berry, Chef James Berry with Pluck, eatpluck.com. Say thanks to all of those sponsors that make this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty possible. Please sign up for email alerts. Superdon sent out some really good ones recently, newsletters, et cetera, and upcoming events as well. I'd love to see at one or all of them. There, there are a lot more. We'll talk about it when we come back from this break because the bonus round commences after this. Yes. And the power to heal is yours. What are those, gerbils? Guinea pigs? What was that? Uh, that was a, a, a more than one kind of, uh, friendly rodent rodent of some, okay. yeah, I think it was ham. Maybe it was hamsters, mice. Or, All right. I think it was a Guinea pig. The, the last one there. Gotcha. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Oh, by the way, I got an email from James Barry uh, from yeah. clock. Yeah. He said that event that he mentioned. May 31st to June 1st. That sounds like when I'm scheduled to be in Geneva, Switzerland, so I might not be able to make it, but uh, uh, it's called hackyourhealth.com. Hackyourhealth.com. So if y'all right. want to see the eat your eat, eat pluck, eat pluck dot guy, um, there you can go. Where did he say that was going to be hosted? In, was it Plano, Texas or something? Me, I'm going to open up the page here. Austin, Texas. It looks like Austin, Texas. Yeah, that'd be a fun one to go to for sure. But uh, anyway, other events. Hopefully see Patriot Barbie and family. That would be fun in Arizona. Uh, looking forward to seeing uh, Dr. Henry Ely. He's also in Arizona. And a whole lot of other friends. Jen Sharp. Uh, let's see, who else? Polly Tommy is going to be there with the, the CHD. I think they have the VAX bus, or whatever they're calling it now, Children's Health Defense bus. So there's a lot of cool stuff coming up. All right. So, uh, looks like we're all caught up on on comments over okay. on um, Rumble. Chris is sharing some. Now, Chris is asking a question here about the uh, the chat room. Trying to having trouble. You said you were having trouble. Let me take a look here real quick. Yeah, I found it no problem. But I'm saying it's kind of transparent. In other words, that you you can see what's behind it, so it kind of makes it harder to read. But it's there at the bottom right-hand corner on my Let's screen. Let's do this in real time here. So, you want to show everybody visually? Yeah. So okay. if I if I zoom put it on out, the screen. Whoops. I guess that's right. Let's see. Yeah. Here. Put it on screen. Okay. So if you can see that there, I don't see it. Let me put it. Well, on hold screen. on. Sorry. There it is. I got it. Yay! All right, down okay. in the very right-hand corner. It's a little green, like there's a little. What do you little, call those things? Chat. Uh, cute little like a, thing there. It's tiny, huh? And then you enter whatever you want you, and should be able to enter it. Have you gotten into it? I am. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it. You're in it? Yeah. No, username. No, wait a minute. Somebody using it's, your username? It's been a while since I've logged into uh, the chat room. Oh, you have to have it all together. Let's see here. Mm -hmm. Isn't this exciting? Yay. Let's see. I think there is we'll supposed to be a real space time there. All right. Log in. There we go. It worked. Okay. Yeah. So you're seeing it. Okay. 
So that's the chat room. Now I get. I don't know if if it maybe scroll looks down different. on the page and see if you can see it the way I see it. Scroll down on the page. See that's how it's coming through. Gotcha. Like that. Yeah. Okay. So as long as you're up here, you're fine. Yeah. So if you go to the if top, you go down here, then yeah, it then it's behind. fine. Okay. Right. All right. I don't think that's too big of a deal. No, it's not a big deal. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, Chris. <laughs> Mr. Steiner. Yeah, he so found it. He's in. He found okay. it. Chris All found right, it. cool. Well done. Well done. So we went through it. But yeah, there are, there are shifts. I think most people are liking it. I think it's a lot simpler to navigate. You know, the concern I would have is you show the more tab. Do people know to re click on more, you know, to find all the other stuff or well, not? Well, if I were on a website and I was looking for something and I didn't immediately see it, that's probably where I would go next. Okay. Um, personally. Yeah. Um, but if it's something where we need to Hopefully. move things around, we can see if, if there's enough room up there to maybe put the, I don't know. We'll see. Also show the upcoming events tab because that looks a lot cleaner too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I know we want to add the Trinity Health Freedom Expo to it because that's the September event that's usually in October. Now it's in Indianapolis. So um, so now yeah. instead of just a banner, you've got the uh, the name of it with the date. Yeah. And you can actually click on learn more and it has it a little more information there and yeah. a register button. Of course, so. that one already happened, but still, that's a good example to see. Yep. Yep. Uh, we just had the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. With, by the way, that virtual expo is still open, and you can you can get it now. Um, there's the Atlanta events that we got coming up in March. Let me do this here. There. Next steps. And there's Be Healthy Utah, the RSB Family Reunion, Show Family Reunion. And see, there's more coming, but we that's like you got to eventually get posting them up. It's a little more complicated to post. Yep. We're figuring it out. So bear again, thank you for your support to help us get there to do that. Yep. Yeah. All right. So what do we got going on tomorrow? Well, I don't know. I mean, at this rate, I might be, I'm walking funny right now from the Monday. Oh, whatever. It, all you got to do is walk into another room of your house. Come on. Well, dude. <laughs> Tell me, should I, cause I did, I didn't this morning. I was like, I was, there's too much going on. I couldn't even get out to the, the gym this morning, but remind me, cause you used to do like, you would do squats and back in the day with weights, you were kind of a bodybuilder a little bit, right? Uh, yeah. Leg, leg day sucks. Leg day sucks. So that was the worst day. Now I'm very sore. I, I can walk and do stuff. Should I go to the gym after the show and work out anyway? Or should I give myself a rest day? What do you think? Well, you definitely don't want to do legs. Yeah, yeah, I don't if, want to. If do that, you're doing upper body stuff, it'd be fine. Okay, I'm yeah. just considering it, but yeah, I'm yeah. Like, like, ow, ow just make sure, ow. just make sure that you're fueling your 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 body as it yeah. repairs, and that you're getting everything that you need, which I don't doubt. Yeah. Um. Don't be afraid to to. Uh, yeah, Lori says you should have a rest day. A rest day. It yeah. it, it, it depends. You know, I mean, leave the legs alone, but you know, uh, make sure that you're. Don't be afraid to consume a little extra protein after mm -hmm. leg day. Okay. It'll do you some good. Um, but you've got on uh, on Friday, I think you said, right? You have to do 58 burpees? 58 burpees. My challenge is, see, I did this last year. I did 57 burpees. And it was, um, you know, it was we were at the Next Steps Conference in Lake Lanier. So the elevation was 
I think a thousand feet or 1100 feet there relative to what I'm used to. So it was a little lower. I had more oxygen. I don't know if I had a, a unfair ability to do that, but I, I put on my phone, I played thunderstruck by ACDC <laughs> and that, you know, motivated me to start. And I was able to finish 57 burpees before the song ended. Now, now, uh, what would have happened if you had played, uh, Neil Diamond? Would you have been able to do all 57 burpees? Do you think? No, nah, I probably would have been too busy singing the songs. Oh, okay. All been right. Distracting. <laughs> Sweet so, Caroline. Right. Did you, I, I saw on, on Instagram, the Neil Diamond Instagram page put out a not Sweet Caroline link. Because just like uh-huh. I've said, you know, that sh- that song is so overplayed to the point, but it's fun in a crowd. I get it. Oh, it yeah. Is, it's a party right? song. It's party a song. bar song. Yeah. But I'm like, come on. Can we do like uh, Cracklin' Rosie or uh, Cherry Cherry? You know, let's drive nobody, some stuff. Nobody listens. Nobody knows those songs. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, Only Neil good. Diamond uh, uh, fanboys know, know like all, every single song. In, in I his bet dis- Lori Harvey knows Cracklin' Rosie and Cherry Cherry. I'm just saying it. Just saying. You, you know the B-side of every every record that he put out. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, admit it. It's no, true. Well, yes, it's true. It's, it's true. true. Okay. Yeah. So uh, those other songs, yes. I mean, if... If you've listened to that era of music, you're familiar with them. But yeah, so I'm gonna try on Friday when I go to the gym uh, to have. And I already spoke to the trainer. I said, "You gonna be there? You gonna help fire me up?" And I talked to some of the other memories. Uh, I say memories, members to say, "Hey, do you want to do it with me? Get me going, right?" So we'll see if I can do 58 before the song ends. I don't know. You know, I'm another year older. I'd like to think I could, but a little intimidating to do 58 in a row. I did 57 a year ago, though, so we'll yeah, see. Yeah, you could probably do it. All right, Chris, Interesting. Uh, I noticed see? that there, this was a different style happening today here. Yeah. I was kind of like, what is that? I don't know. I kind of, I don't know if I like I it like, or not, I like it. Robert you like that? maybe put a note to click on the chat icon. So, yeah, maybe there's something that directs them on that page. Click on the chat, you know, for live chat. Okay. How did you do it in two different ways? Up at the top here, here we go, Inside Baseball, yeah. where, where it says Design over on the right-hand side oh. under Theme. Okay. There's three choices at the top there. Mm-hmm. This is rounded. This is default. Mm-hmm. And this is the news one, which goes all the way across the screen. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it jumps out. So let's see. I'm putting up the news one. I click because Lori says, yes, I do. She knows those songs. I knew she would. Yeah. Right? All right. So there's, How two, about, do you know there's two people that know those songs. Do you know the song, Yes, I Will? No, I don't. That's a Neil Diamond song. Do you know that one? No, yes, I don't. I do. Okay. Yes, I will. I don't okay. know. The, I, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> did, did, Barry, did Barry Manilow write that one? I don't think so. Because he probably does. Yeah. Never mind. Could. Listen, yes. there's a whole lot of songs that Barry Manilow saying I don't know. Yeah. I know so, I know what I know because during that period of time when I listened to him and I was, I was a fan of him, mm-hmm. those were the records I had. Yeah. Uh, but since then, it's not like I have like tuned in to Barry Manilow radio. Uh, and and learned every song that he sang. So right, <clears throat> you have to you have to remember. You hear, you, this is the reason why you have to think about this. When I was listening to Barry Manilow, I was probably ten, eleven, maybe mm-hmm. in there. Okay, twelve, maybe going that far. Mm-hmm. Then then it was like, wait a minute, hold on. You're you're on the on the er, the the edge of thirteen, right? Now you're a teenager. Now you're not going to go to school and say, "Hey, everybody, did you hear that song from Barry Manilow?" Dude, this was the '80s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you, you'd get laughed right out of the out of, out of the room. You know, no, we were listening to the top forty stuff. You know, that was when the hair band started coming in. You're listening to Def Leppard. So, mm-hmm. not Barry Manilow. Doesn't mean I didn't like him, but oh, look at that. Lori knows Manilow too. Manilow is yeah. going to be in Des Moines in August. How old is Barry Manilow? I don't know. He's he's up there, and man, that dude. I don't know if he's had. He, he's obviously had some work done. He's definitely had some facelifts. Yeah. 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 Barry was Mandy. Yes. Mandy is the song that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mandy, Copacabana. We did Copacabana. Is that still available for watching? It is. It's, it's buried somewhere on Patreon. But yeah. there's uh, you and I. What was it that we did? It's like we, we challenged we people. Got, we got a contest. And if we had enough Patreon. When we hit 100 patrons, I think it was. Right. Uh, you and I did a, a, a rendition of Copacabana. Right. For Maybe only that's the, what it's going to take to get more patron supporters. We have to do something silly like that. Yeah, you know, it's like out. anything else. People come, people go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're at like 98 again. Okay. So, also, we got a couple of more to get there. Yeah. So pump it up, y'all. Be part of that. And then we've got the AMA on Saturday. That's right. Coming up. Um, yeah, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Zoom, AMA, usually goes a couple hours. This last one went like two hours 20 because as we were wrapping up, there were more questions that came in yep. uh, from some new patron supporters, and it really was great. Lots of qu- things that I can't do on the air, we can do in Zoom, and the, it's the least expensive investment you can make to learn some really cool stuff. So uh, I think most people that are part of it, have they've given us good feedback, and they've shared some good stories with how worth it it is. So. Thank you for your consideration for direct support of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. All right. So I've had a shadow today. A shadow? Yeah. There oh, he look is. look at that. Pen in hand, taking notes. Taking notes. What's going on here? That's right. How cool is that? That's my son. Yay. So my 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 uh, my namesake. We like that there are two Super Dons, or is he Semi-Don? What do we call him? I don't know. He's got to prove himself. I mean, you, listen, when I first started working for you, was I yeah. super done? No. 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 It, it became something that you earned okay. big time. All right. But but you call him Donnie. Well, yeah. But, of course, you know, there are people in my extended family, uh, my aunts and uncles to look at that, that I'm Donnie. So yeah. it's just a thing. <laughs> so mom says you're going to turn 57 on the 23rd. And I called mom out. I said, you lost a year, mom. And she's, she, she, she kicks me right back. Mm. She says at 90 years young, I'm glad I remember what I do. Thanks <laughs> for calling me on it. What do I know? I love you, mom. That's awesome. Like I said, that's the kind of spirit you want. And, and, and mom, right? right? Great job, mom. No, obviously teasing, but you know, I, I can hardly remember. I, you know, after 50 you're like, or after 40, you're like, what, how old now? I don't know. You ever walk into a room and go, why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> was the, why know, did I come in here? The, the reason I know it's 58, I wouldn't know. Cause you know, I'm just like, I forget. But the reason I know the number is simply because I've had, had to train for the burpees. So it, I have a target. So oh, it's like, okay. I'm not obsessing on. I'm like, well, I got to do that number of burpees. Be glad so. you aren't Barry Manilow. Yeah, eighty-one. Yeah, eighty-one burpees. Yeah. Layla Ali sent me a, 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 a an Instagram like this this boxer who's like I don't know if he's 79, 80 years old. Uh, he's a boxing trainer. Dude's amazing. I'm I'm loving watching his stuff. So uh, there, like I said, the idea of aging, um, we've accepted far too little from it as far as the potential to do extraordinary things. 
And again, this is, you know, part of the show. And I was going to ask you about it too when we talked about the emulsifiers. Again, mm-hmm. what goes into the decision to make better choices against all, you know, habits uh, of all kinds, economics and everything to say, you know what? It's that valuable that I'm willing to do it. I mean, yeah. um, for me personally, I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, but yeah, I mean, for me personally, um, <laughs> uh, I, I've always been one of those guys through life that, um, has a tendency to kick my own butt <laughs> until I get to the point that I get tired of doing it. And so that's kind of, I mean, just to put it in a, in a, in a kind of a fun way, uh, that that's kind of what it was, you know, both my wife and I, where, you know, we were burning the candle, you know, at both ends, not, not really committed to, you know, a significant change like that. As far as our diet goes, you know, kind of dancing around the edges of, of, of having a, a, a fully healthy diet, um, mm-hmm. but not really committing, um, when we had, when COVID came around, that really kind of did a number. And I think that it happened to a lot of people yeah. because it was like, suddenly you were, you were, you know, forced to have to stay inside to some degree um, because there was nowhere to go, especially when you're in a small town. Right. Uh, things were closed down. And then suddenly it was like Grubhub and, and uh, uh, DoorDash and all these people were like, Hey, hello, we're here. We can pick up food from the local restaurant and deliver it to you. So you don't have to go outside. Mm-hmm. Well, we kind of fell into that trap a little bit and we got kind of used to that. Um, and you know, a lot of the stuff that you get from the local diners and stuff like that, it's, it's not really the best quality food. So we just reached a point. I, I honestly, I don't know that it was just, we, we just, it was uh, the stars aligned. Yeah. Or something, you know, it was just like, okay, you know what? We're just going to do this and we're going to do it now. And so we just did it. And, and honestly, we haven't looked back. Uh, you know, it, it was, we waited, we did the whole, you know, new year's resolution thing, which I know some people poo poo the idea, but did you it clean out your, your, your cupboard too, or you yeah. just attritioned it, you cleaned it out? Well, okay. Not a hundred percent. In fact, there yeah. are still a few things that are laying around that just, we haven't, you haven't gotten rid of. But we don't use them. They're just kind right. of just there, you know. But, but so you, most most of that stuff, we packed it up and gave it to people that wanted it. Yes. That's, and, that's what my wife did before we were married when she figured it yeah. out, too. She just said, here, yeah. everybody, you want this? I'm, I'm switching to organic. So the majority so, of what you would find in the pantry in the kitchen now is mm-hmm. is organic. But so you say you haven't looked back. In other words, you don't regret your decision. No, I have not driven by it. Taco Bell and been all, oh man, I want to, you know, or, or whatever. Fires. No, I've been very happy actually with, with the way that we've been eating and I've been very satisfied. We've cut out sugar uh, a lot mm-hmm. and carbs. Uh, we're probably eating about maybe like 30% of what we were eating before. Mm-hmm. It's mostly uh, clean meat yeah, and clean vegetables. Right. You know, and cardio miracle you know and and my my wife drinks organic uh coconut water that's kind of one of her things or organic chai tea Mm -hmm. uh i drink water or cardio miracle or occasionally i will i will uh indulge in a organic yerba mate energy drink yeah those are fun um are you saying you've cut coffee completely or yes no 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 i'm but i'm doing organic coffee Mm-hmm. With organic half and half or organic, I did find organic heavy whipping cream over at uh, uh, Natural Grocers, which is awesome because mm-hmm. I love the heavy whipping cream in the coffee. 
Yeah. And I'm using an organic uh, blue agave mm -hmm. as a sweetener. Um, and today, actually, I'm probably going to pick up, because uh, I've been using the, the golden agave, um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to probably pick up, there's a, an amber raw, I think. Or it's, but whatever. But that's what I prefer. I prefer the organic right. agave for the sweetener. Okay. So I am getting some sugar from that, mm -hmm. uh, and I am doing the the coffee, but it's it's clean. It's, Diana it's has a question for you: If there's anything you've noticed that you can say got better yet, you know, some shift in symptoms <laughs> of any kind or energy levels, anything that you notice that's you know measurable for you or your wife. Yeah, you know, I I've had I I did have some inflammation that was that was starting, and it was weird because I was getting it like in my elbows and my joints mm -hmm. where it was just sore. It was like yeah. sort of just touch, and there was no reason for it. So yeah. I could tell. I mean, instinctively, I just I, I've got some inflammation happening here. I don't know what it is. Uh, that's gone now. Mm -hmm. So the inflammation situation is gone. Same thing for my wife. Uh, she's lost sixteen pounds. Wow! Um, since since we've 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 changed that, I I think yeah. I've lost some weight as well. But I, think I don't you know. Are looking a little slender there, yeah. I I don't weigh myself. I don't cancel know, the Ozempic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, I mean that, and um, yeah, you know the the energy thing for me, I'm my own worst enemy, and I'm working on this. And this is the reason why this guy behind me here, yes, is is getting involved because a he wants to learn to do what it is that I do. Yeah. B he wants to be part of the show, and help out with that. And um, C I convinced him because I want to offload some of the stuff that I've been doing, mm -hmm. and he could do it. And he can yeah. benefit from it. Right. And I can take back my weekends and maybe get more than four and a half or five hours of sleep a night. Yeah. That I, is really, that has been rough for me. Right. Um, and so, you know, this time of, of the day here, you know, when I get off of the show, I've really got to push myself not to sit down because if I do, mm. I'm out. Um, the dogs really enjoy that because they love to lay down and, and cuddle with me and on the couch on. as I pass out. And then, yeah. you know, but I don't like taking naps during the day, really. Because mm -hmm. I have a tendency to take a nap and then I feel like crap right? after the nap. I don't take a nap and then I'm like, oh, I feel refreshed. No, it's just like now I don't want to do anything for this day other than just lay around because I feel like crap. So right. I, I need to get better sleep. Mm -hmm. And I think that in conjunction with the better uh, diet and uh, soon here, still working on it. I'm Actually, I'm, I'm going to be redoing this office. This office is going to look different here. Maybe as soon as next week. It depends. Okay. Um, this, this wall over here is going to look completely different. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm going to get this set up here and then I don't know, I want to get, like I've said before, I, I'm thinking about getting like a recumbent bike or something so that I can start doing something. Right. Um, and, and start getting some movement involved. And I, I, I have a feeling, I have a hunch mm -hmm. that once I can get, if I can get like six or seven hours of sleep a night. Wow. That would be awesome. That would be amazing. But you know, it's like I'm 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 a little bit resistant to it, because even though I'm in my my mid fifties now, mm -hmm. there's still a part of me that makes me feel like I'm a wuss, because I can't sit, the dude, I cannot watch TV anymore. Really? It's like I will sit down. We have this. We're watching this. Uh, there's a show on Hulu. It's called Only Murders in the Building. Oh, I've heard about that. I've not seen it. But it's a good show. Me, hold on, don't say anything. Yeah. Yes. I'm just sensing where you're going. That you can't sit down and, and you're just passed out. You're I done. get through one episode and yeah. then about, about halfway through the second episode, it's maybe like mm -hmm. like nine thirty, yeah, ten o'clock, maybe the latest. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, uh, my wife is like, do you want to go to bed? I'm like, no, no, I'm watching the show. But I, honestly, I don't even remember. Which I don't is, remember. I, yeah, that You know, I get to the end yeah. of the show and I try and pretend like I watch. Oh, hey, that was a good episode. I don't know why. Uh, we're stupid. <laughs> Guys are dumb. You know, it's like you can't yeah. admit that you fell asleep. Oh, right. no, I'm watching that. Yep. But yeah, I yep. just, I can't. I can't. I can't mm. watch TV shows or movies anymore unless they're in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Then I can. And even then sometimes. Um, so anyway, I gotta, I gotta get dialed in on the sleep situation and getting some exercise. I think that's going to definitely help it as well. So I'm a work in progress. For sure. We all are. And I love that you're willing to talk to everybody about it. And I thank you for that. And and I'm sure Diane, Diana, we got Diana and a Diane in the audience right now in the chat room, uh, all appreciative of it. So yes, please, whatever you can do to support the show, it'll support super Don getting more sleep as well as we can bring on Donnie to help us out. Help him out and all of that. So that that would be amazing. How do you, how do you like him calling you Donnie? Isn't now, I'm that just awesome? Using dad's language. It's like, what are you going to call him, right? Yeah, we got to differ, differentiate. If I'm super Don, yeah. then you would have to be. We'll figure something out. Okay. Yeah, we'll look for an alliteration that's not doofus. Yes. Okay. That's it. super super doofus. No. No. Oh, okay. No. All right. Oh, good Lord. I love it. The family's growing in a good way. So thank you guys. Uh, so tomorrow, let's see what we got going on in the calendar. I think you might've mentioned it already, but. Uh, we have gone in hour one. We've got Jeffrey and Daria Kantz that will be on. Um, mm-hmm. Jeffrey and Daria run a small nonprofit and it's called Finding Polaris Wilderness Community. They okay. teach primitive skills. They host wilderness retreats and hold uh, space for rites of passage, such as vision quests. Nice. Um, so they'll come on. To, that's actually sounds really interesting. I think it sounds great. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So, so that's going to be cool. They'll be on in hour oh, one tomorrow. and hour two. Uh, it'll just be you and me. Okay. Yeah. Um, we also have, I think I'm doing an interview on Samaritan Ministries tomorrow morning. Um, to, uh, all right. Well, I think they want to talk about homeopathy. All yes. right. That's cool. And then I have an interview for the Warner's podcast uh, Thursday morning. and. Then we have Jonathan Emord and oh Emmy Robbins, she's in uh, Protocol Seven, the film made by uh, Andrew Wakefield. So yes. that's cool. And then, and then on Friday, I, I I want this Monzo. guy's name, Doctor Alfonso Monzo. Alfonso Monzo, he, dude's a smart guy, man. I've seen what he's <laughs> done on stage at the Red Pill Expo. He's a smart dude, and so that'll be if I survive the morning. 58 burpees in uh, in the time that it takes to play Thunder. Are we going to get video on that? Uh, I'm thinking because I'm going to be at the home gym studio that, that there probably will be. I don't know if they're going to do it live because if you want to see me, I don't know. It's risky, but we're going to try it. But that's, yeah, that's I, some pressure. You want to try, try and do it live? To, to do it live. And we'll I'm do not, it yeah. live. Yeah. All right. So that's, yeah, I don't know if we're going to live stream it, but. <laughs> it'll be recorded. I don't know. Maybe I should set it up to go live. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. People dig that kind of stuff. All right. I know you've, you've be been on... kind of, you've been kind of resistant to that, but would that be Instagram or that would be Facebook live? What's the best thing to do? I don't know. Probably Instagram. I think would be your better bet. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll see. We need to get so you that... like a tripod or something like that for your, uh, for your phone. Yeah. Or else just give it to one of the people there that to, to, to do it. That way they'll have an excuse not to have to do burpees with me. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Burpees are what I do after I eat dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I got to think about, because we had um, two, uh, the last two weeks, we had interviews in the can for Sunday conversations. Got to figure that out. So we got to do something for Sunday. Yep. And we got to do other, but lots of more interviews. So we got to do behind the scenes for the long yes. COVID masterclass. So, yep. We got, we got an email uh, today from them. Did you see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Yes. Um, okay. Did they get the names we put in there? Yeah. They're happy okay. about that. And they said, here's a link to this other thing. And I'm like, what is that? Oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, let's take pip, pip, cheerio. Not that British people are listening right now, but God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Less than 22 hours from this moment. Absolutely. All right, guys, have a good afternoon. We'll see you tomorrow.